to cut into the ball in the poster of the apocalypse. I'm Ben, as always I'm joined by Gaz. Hello. And Mike. Hello. And this week we're going to talk about time travel. Today. Today. <laughs> this week, the today. Talking about time travel. Okay. Although, uh, weirdly, your listener, you'll hear this in a couple of weeks. Please. So there's a little bit of time travel. Yep. Are we, oh, we should talk later on about time dilation. We should, yeah. In the science section, because that is time travel. It is, yeah. And there's an online calculator. I'll try and find it. We've all time travelled. Have we? Yeah. We've, we've all been on planes, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so when you come back from your holiday, you've aged slower than your family and friends. Fantastic. I mean, it's literally a microsecond, but... That's if I do enough of it, though. <laughs> yeah, if you do enough of it, <laughs> might build it up. Like <laughs> Great. Two milliseconds. <laughs> uh. Two milliseconds is two milliseconds, That's it. isn't it? That's it. It all adds up. Just enough time to raise the bird. You'll as be I on pass. a plane for the rest of your life, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a few You'll problems. Be living in plane in airport terminals. Yeah. Oh, I like that Tom Hanks. Yeah. Thing. That looked fun. I don't mind the lounges with the free beer and food. Uh, no, they're not going to treat you like you're someone important. Why not? I am someone important. Gonna think, who's oh, that here we to go. Ma- <laughs> junior management. <laughs> <laughs> That's got no sway in an international airport. I was going to say, I'm a world famous podcast host. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Well, you know, we have got listeners all around the world. Exactly. We're not fucking famous now. <laughs> someone, someone out there knows who I am. <laughs> Your mum doesn't count. <laughs> she knew who I was anyway. <laughs> Just barely. <laughs> Does she know the real you, Ben? Does anybody know the real you? Does anyone, <laughs> That's true. Does, Does anybody, anybody know the real I'm, I'm a, literally an enigma wrapped in a mystery. I don't even think Ben knows the real Ben. <laughs> I'm one of several people on any given day, really. Would you like a time travel joke at the top of the show? Yeah. Oh, God, well, Norman. The bartender says... We don't serve time travellers in here. A time traveller walks into the bar. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty that's pretty. I think Tumbleweed went past. <laughs> Get it? He walked in after he said it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a time thing. Yeah. Yeah, but it's shit. <laughs> Time traveller who? Knock knock. Who's there? A time traveller. Ad infinitum. Oh, that was worse than the first. <laughs> Here's a good one. Here's a good one. I don't want to give them all away at the start. Save right, some one, more, later on. one more. One more. One more. The past, the present, and the future walked into a bar. It was tense. Oh, dear. oh fuck you! That one's clever. Oh, why am I defending that one? I didn't write that these. That one's the only one that works. <laughs> I didn't write these, but I've defended them because I'm reading them. Uh, should we move on to something funny? 
No, we're going to discuss your penis. <laughs> <laughs> that's not funny. That's just dangerous. It's tragic. <laughs> <laughs> Introduce the show. This could be somebody's first episode. Yes. So, before we get on to time travel, we will do some weird news, some random shit we found on the net this week, and then we'll get into the main cut and thrust of today's topic. So, load something up, Mike. What have we got? Oh. Fears there will be a shortage of sperm under a no-deal Brexit as EU semen could be blocked from arriving. I'm pretty sure we don't need any help to produce sperm in this country. Well, why are they important sperm? Why? Because why? Why? we can just cut the sperm bag and jack off. We don't need EU sperm, do we? Well, well there's obviously, obviously not enough people doing it. Well, we'll all be doing it because they'll be paying for it, won't they? They don't pay for it now. Don't Is they? that how I'm going to fucking they? feed myself with a no-deal Brexit? Like, do they pay for it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never donated sperm, you'll be pleased to know. <laughs> to a sperm My bank. sperm would burn through the plastic cup with all the fucking chemicals. Uh. <laughs> I get high just from handling my sperm. So apparently, apparently thousands of samples of sperm are imported from Denmark every year. But if the UK exits the block without an agreement, it could be held up at the border. Well, that Viking sperm, we won't be able to get it anymore. My God, you don't think it's some kind of... Viking invasion? Or some kind of Nazi plan to bring Aryan sperm into the country, because the... Well, why would they want to fucking... Tall and blonde. Mm. Well, why would they want to pure... Purate? That's not a word. But why would they want to make a, a different country pure, not their own? Well, they've got surplus, haven't they? Denmark, probably. They don't want to help. They want to keep the fucking... They don't want to mix the... No, I don't know what's going on here. Yeah. Well, anyway, British men will need to step up and make more donations to sperm banks if there's a no-deal Brexit as the semen <laughs> could be blocked from coming over. Wow. Yeah, the uh, the Danish semen makes up almost half of all non-British male reproductive material used in the country. There you go. So no Danish sperm for whoever wants sperm well, donors. This is rather... Reflects quite badly on us, doesn't it? That we can't, we can't fill our own sperm banks. Well, yeah. Did, didn't we read somewhere that our sperm was going down? Didn't we have that as weird news recently? Yeah, yeah. we are becoming less, less um, fertile. fertile. Well, I think the reason British people aren't filling their own sperm banks is they're probably just too depressed. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I know I do it, and I use my tears as a lubricant. <laughs> <laughs> you donating, you donating. Well, no, but... <laughs> tears as lube. <laughs> do you think it really is a Brit? Do you think it's just like it's looked down upon in this country or something? Like no, I go and do it. We are we are traditionally quite prudish, I That's suppose. Right, maybe I wouldn't do it. I would. Yeah. I mean, I realise that it's like a. You're helping somebody out, but I think it's a bit weird that like, they're just going to send your sperms after some woman you'll never. And then, do they have a right to track you down? At some I think point they, they can like, do. Yeah. I don't want no part of that. Just have a wank into a sock and fuck it. Don't <laughs> make a baby. <laughs> don't get paid. I like, I like the idea that I'm walking around the ten centre and like, there's some just seeing wanking little me's. <laughs> no, like, <laughs> just seeing little me's with the sperm I've donated. Oh, that kid looks like me when I was a kid. <laughs> just like that would be horrific. Like, yeah. That's a mini use about. That was well, the population just... of Telford of yeah. <laughs> my semen. So, so hang on, you want a, you don't want a kid of your own, but you do want kids. I'd, I'd be open just, to having children of my own. Just to walk around and say, oh, that one looks like me. <laughs> <laughs> just have one with your missus, it'll be a bit less weird. Well, I could do that. Because <laughs> yeah. then you're going to get, like, 
all of them come at once, 18, they're all going to come to your house Daddy. and say, Daddy, 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 <laughs> Moving on. So yeah, I'm practically a god amongst men, damn it. Before you know, you might be a Jaffa. <laughs> I suppose so, yeah, but you know. Look, so no in summary, in summary, for our British listeners, and there's less of them in Americans, so pull your finger out in that respect as well. But also pull your finger out in the sperm banks. It's a little bit shameful that we've got, you know, to import Danish sperm. Go and get paid for wanking. It's a no-brainer. Anyway, there you go, that's yeah. my public service. And a, and a, and a no-stainer. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, next one. Yep. Royal Canadian mint worker caught stealing 22 cookie-sized gold nuggets in his rectum is let off huge fine. Wow. <laughs> He's been let off his fine of 145,900 Canadian dollars. After sm- he smuggled 22 pieces of refined gold in his rectum. I- oh, God, I hope he didn't do that all at once. Depends how big they were. Because... Cookie size. I mean, sized. have you ever done a turd and then looked at it in the bowl and thought, the fact that that came out of me is actually quite <laughs> impressive. I-, I didn't know there was that much space up there. I don't know how it all works in there, like, where that was. Technically, I mean, I know it was in me somewhere. <laughs> It came out of quite a small area. So, yeah, I'm. all I'm saying is I'm going to guess you can get quite a lot of gold up your ass. It's yeah, really that 22 cookie-sized, I mean, how big are the cookies? How big is the cookie? Well, are they mini cookies? Are they standard cookies? I mean, they're big giant cookies. <laughs> big giant. Yeah. I mean, cookie isn't a standard measurement, is It's it? not. There's never, there's never been an internationally accepted measurement of cookies. No. Holy fuck, this guy was 25 cookies tall. <laughs> I'm going to start using cookies ah, as a measurement for European them. cookies <laughs> or, or American cookies. <laughs> My cock is six cookies good. <laughs> <laughs> a cookie is this big. <laughs> I was doing very small fingers for the listener. <laughs> so where where did he steal them from? Where was he smuggling them to? What the fuck is going on? Well, he got them at the mint. Oh, okay, I missed that bit. Oh, yeah, it said that right yeah. in the headline, didn't it? Um, seven years. Yeah, seven years, and he decided that one day he's going to carry out 22 of them in his anus. I'm very surprised I let him off. Did he fine. do this? Ah, hang on. Was this all at once, or is this over time? Like in the Johnny Cash song where he steals a car from the factory one piece at a time. Yeah, well, this is well, the, the court. Once, I think. The court said wow. that he stuck the golden nuggets Gating. up his rectum and walked straight out the door. Did they know he was guilty because of the way he was walking? <laughs> yeah, I presume so. <laughs> um, his name is um, Leston Lawrence, 35. I've only got 30 months in prison, though. That's, ah, not that's bad. bad. Yeah, it yeah. He just said sorry. Sorry, sorry about the prison sorry. sentence, eh? Sorry, eh? Sorry. He was only caught when he set off metal detectors after his shit. <laughs> <laughs> and by staff noticing strange behaviour. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. He asked to cash two cheques worth $15,200 from the local gold buyers. When he's asked Did I buy this guy? It's full of shit. shit, Let's break this down. This guy works at the Royal Canadian Mint. He puts gold up his ass. The dumb fucking Canuck then decides to go to his local cash for gold. Just down the road from the mint. (laughs) 
<laughs> With his name tag, probably still in his uniform. I've got some gold nuggets for you. Oh yeah, where are they? One second. One second. <laughs> Have you got a toilet I can use? Oh. <laughs> or a cucumber? <laughs> or a rubber, rubber glove? <laughs> Vaseline immediately. <laughs> Laxative. He sold seven of them, seventeen of them at the the local Ottawa gold buyers. So yeah, it's. Uh, Look, this guy's a criminal genius. But he set the metal detectors off, but no pieces of gold actually found up his bottom by handheld detectors. Ah. He had to pay a fine of 145,000. Oh, US dollars. Yes. Yeah, but he was let off that and he just did his 30 yeah. months Oops, in, in the neck. I belched. Well, <laughs> God, I've got they put two and two together when they discovered a pot of Vaseline and latex gloves <laughs> in his locker. Imagine the dawning horror as you open his locker and all that's in there. It's half a tub of Vaseline and a box mm. of latex gloves. And you're like, I know how he's stealing the gold. I've seen worse oh. things in my own locker. <laughs> um, to be honest, I think it's a miracle it's took anyone this long to shove a bit up their ass. Yeah, it's really happened all through history, hasn't it? He's just, just got greedy. the only one that was dumb enough to go to his local cash for gold. He's just got greedy, hasn't he? Yeah. He got away with it once. He should have been happy with that. But he kept shoving it up his yeah. bum. He seemed to dance confidently through the metal detector, but lost his cool when he set it off. <laughs> I very much doubt he was dancing through the metal detector. That's just the way he was walking. <laughs> 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 I'm shitting gold bricks here. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, don't steal gold by smuggling up your yeah. anus. Yeah, fair play to him for trying, though, I'd say. Uh, why not? Well, that's it. A smoking toddler, too, has a 40-cigarette-a-day habit in Indonesia. Well, them, them illustrations on the fag packets aren't doing him much good, are they? I'm not even He'll sure. He'll be on one in a few years. <laughs> himself. Have you seen this the one on the... corpse will yeah. be on one. Have you seen the one of the um, the kid that... It says, like, parents... I'm not sure if you put it on Facebook and the kid's holding the cigarette the wrong way around. Yeah, it's meant yeah. to be about, like, and not I getting your kids to smoke. It's a picture of a toddler holding a cigarette, but he's holding it the wrong way around with the lit end towards him. And I posted it and said... If someone isn't a responsible adult and step in and show him how to do it properly, he's going to end up with a face like a block of burnt Swiss cheese, isn't he? He's going to have holes all over his fucking yeah. He's not going to have a top lift left. I don't know why this is so addictive. Yeah, like, sir, 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 sir. Come here, son. All you do is turn it round. Right? Inhale. Hold it deep. That's my lad. <laughs> Savour the, <coughs> Save the taste. Yes. <laughs> Sweet, sweet cancer. <laughs> Sorry, but you know, how, how does a two-year-old go about getting addicted to cigarettes? Well, horrifying images show carefree two-year-old Rappi Arnanda. Ananda. I'm not even going to go with the last name. What, Pam Gunkas? <laughs> Pam Gunkas? Yeah, there we go, uh, then, yeah, him. Uh, Toking on a cigarette as his smiling mother watches on. At just two months old, the toddler started... Two months old? <laughs> the toddler started smoking by picking up cigarette butts off the floor near his mum's market store in Sukabumi, Indonesia. Yeah, you've sucked a few boobies. <laughs> <laughs> well, where's this hate coming from today? Sorry. <laughs> well, you're mocking my penis. It's just, you're saying that I've had uh, ladyboy encounters in Sukabumi in Indonesia? I mean, I've never even been to Indonesia. <laughs> Fair's fair, come on. Mocking my my semen quality? I do do take my fair fair share of mocking. Oh, man. (laughs) 
What's funny though? <laughs> sucker bummy. <laughs> it's really sucker boomy. And, um, yeah. Oh dear. Well, Such a tragic story. It's humorous. <laughs> Rappy's taste for fags escalated when shoppers passing by the marketplace began, began giving Don't him cigarettes, give him cigarettes. <laughs> encouraging his filthy, his filthy habit. Two month old. Can you picture him all laughing hysterically as the two year old inhales? And man, I'm not going to. You know, I'm not being racist, but I'm willing to go out on a limb and say that the cigarettes in Indonesia are not to the, held to the same fine standards <laughs> that our cancer sticks in Europe are fucking held to. Oh, I bet there's some rough-ass fucking cigarettes. I think mean, he's just a, like floor leaving stuck yeah, in there. Yeah, like, fuck, like some disgusting grade cigarettes. Mm. Oh, look, we're looking at a picture. He really is. That's really... No, it's not cool. He's got a Spider-Man T-shirt. Yeah, on. we're looking at it. Quite a cute little, you know, little two-year-old. With a with a fucking cigarette, in exhaling a big big lung full of it, it's horrible. <laughs> Cigarettes too big. It looks weird. Oh. She has confessed that she keeps feeding his insatiable habit to prevent him from flying into <laughs> a rage. Yeah. Oh, execute! He's got to shoot that kid. That's the only. I mean, he's going to be on smack, but Thomas Fire. Yeah, he's got no future. <laughs> his addictive tendencies and his rage. He's going to be a monster and a menace to society. She's going to have to, and knowing that. The sentence will probably be, she has to do it with a frying pan. <laughs> <laughs> the judge makes her use her own frying pan. Oh, man. So every time she uses it, she's yeah, got to be reminded be of her smoking son. What you did, you destroyed him. Yeah, apparently Sorry. when he doesn't have fags, he can't sleep and starts rampaging and try crying unless she buys him a packet every day. Oh, heroin will sort him out, you're right, man. <laughs> this will calm you down, lad. Smoke this instead. Oh, man. Yeah. Is that his mum? That was his dad. Hey, it's hard to tell. <laughs> well, she should execute herself with her own frying pan after she's put the kid out of his misery. I am only joking, listener. To, uh, please don't take. He's on forty a day. Not advocating the execution of two-year-olds for comedy purposes. <laughs> forty fags a day. I can't afford forty fags a day. Well, one, Indonesia's got uh, one third of the adult population of smokers. Wow. It's uh. I wonder yeah. what the ratio is in the UK. Not as high as that. Oh, look at him. That's him with that. We're looking at an angry face. Yeah. Why <laughs> him without a cigarette? <laughs> Fuck you, look at that. There was another two-year-old in 2011 that used mm. to be a two-year-old smoker in Indonesia. It was that famous photo, wasn't it, of the fat baby with the cigarette? Yeah. Oh, yes, he was, he was dubbed Siggy Smalls. Siggy Smalls, <laughs> but he's kicked the, kicked the habit for good. Oh, it's on the well, straight and narrow. Just wow. some good news. Oh, hey, wow. There's hope for this kid yet. Finally, some good news. <laughs> yeah, well, World Health Organization statistics indicate that around 200,000 Indonesians die as a result of tobacco-related diseases annually. That's a lot of people, isn't it? it certainly is. Mm -hmm. oh, well, one day, this little cute two-year-old will be one of them. <laughs> Next news story. <laughs> That's it for weird news now. Awesome. All right, so we've got some more at the end. Yeah. Um, so shall we go on with time travel? Yes. So, time travel is the concept of using a hypothetical device known as a time machine. The idea was popularised by H.G. Wells in the 1895 novel, The Time Machine. Yeah, good book. So, it is, and I, I actually like the original film. It's I little, love it, yeah. Um, it's a lot better than that remake. Oh, that remake was shit, yeah. So, But it isn't just a machine that you can travel in time. Well, that's the, the definition. It's a yeah. hypothetical device, isn't it? So it's... 
I think that's more deliberate time travel rather than sciencey time mm. travel, which you're going to tell us about, Science Officer Mike. Yeah. Going to earn your science stripes this episode. Yeah, well, Einstein is general and special relativity suggests that time travel is possible and we can travel into the future, as you've mentioned. See, I read somewhere today that we can't go forward, we could only go back. No, 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 no. We can go, theoretically, we can go both. Ah, but then again, I did also delve into the, some conspiracy stuff later on that says we can go forward, yeah. but apparently I read somewhere, but uh, if Einstein says it, but then again, Einstein could be yeah. wrong. Well, it's only a theory, isn't it? But we do travel into the future, as you mentioned before, Gaz, didn't we? With time dilation. Mm-hmm. Well, when I mentioned time dilation, I was thinking um, uh, more of like it was something to do with travelling through space, like the people who travel to Mars... For them, it'll be like 11 years. For us, it'll be four years or something like that. No, or the no, other no. way around. It'll be that long. Well, they'll, yeah. I'm trying to see. I'm trying yeah, to find it's the same with we're the talking. plane. It's the same with the plane analogy. Yeah, but that's like over... Like, how long is a plane journey? Well, yeah, it's minimal. The Mars will be a bit longer, but it won't be like years difference. It'll be still be like... If they go far enough, it will. Maybe yeah, if they go far Mars, enough, maybe yeah. Mars, yeah, if they go to different galaxies. Yeah. They're trying to get to another galaxy... Of course, like yeah, they come us. back and a, a million years would have passed. So let's say that we have to get, we get like um, something that flies in space at near the speed of light. Yeah? Okay. That's good for, yeah, near the speed of light, right, yeah. It's near the speed of light. And say say you go 100 light years to like a distant planet. Yeah. And then you make the return trip. You won't have aged that much. No, 200, 200 years would have passed on Earth. And, but you'll come back looking exactly, pretty much exactly back. the same. If you're going near the fastest the speed of light, you will, yeah? So you come, you pop off to this planet to do something. You come back, and everyone you know on Earth is dead. Did you, have yep. you seen the movie That's Event, a bitch, isn't it? Event Horizon? Is that oh, yeah. yeah. Is that the one where they go down for like four hours, they go back up to the spaceship, and like 20-odd years has gone by? Now, it comes out the the warp, doesn't it? Well, yeah. Often, it comes out of a black hole thing. Yeah, yeah, that's by the planet. But they go on the surface, don't they, for a few hours. And they go back up. Or is that a different movie? That might be a different uh, movie, because yeah. they just investigate Event Horizon, and everyone's go going fucking ship, mad yeah. on there. Well... Great We're film, all going round the bend. Well, yeah. <laughs> Slowly. So I've like got a time. couple of videos to explain this, if you want. Yep, yeah, that's... Uh, well, because it's better if... You'll be listening to the video, listener. Yeah. It's better if Brian Cox and Stephen Hawking explain this than, than us three idiots. <laughs> I'm just actually wondering. I've always wanted to time travel. And I thought, well, if somebody in the future, like maybe in a million or thousand years, could figure out how to build a time machine, then why can't they come back to 2014 and then show us how to build it? I'm sorry you're going to have to answer that one as well. <laughs> well you know, we, we spoke about this, no, actually. Yeah. I think we agree on this. It's yes, a, no, you can't travel into the past. I'm certain of that. Well, could you well, explain why, Nalini? We'll start with you. Well, I don't know about whether there's an arrow that prevents you from going to the past or only into the future. But um, mathematically, I think that there are many, many possible answers to these questions. Um, if I may, uh, uh, you know, if you take just a, a three-dimensional cube and you look at one corner of this three-dimensional cube and then you compress one corner down to the diagonally opposite corner, then what you do is you flatten the cube and it becomes a hexagon. If you take that structure, which is hexagonally symmetric, it turns out um, that these types 
of symmetries are in crystals and there are a very few number of these regular symmetries that are exhibited in crystals in two dimensions. Now, if you think about increasing the number of dimensions, now go to three, four, five, six, presto, around seven and eight, there are exceptional new structures that come up that only exist when you get to seven and eight and maybe nine dimensions. Now, I'm we just gonna, I'm think, just gonna, are, are you following this? <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to hyperventilate because you're talking about I'm sorry. <laughs> but I'm just saying that we're living in what we think is a four-dimensional world, where time is one of the dimensions, but there are many, many possible structures in many, many dimensions which could give rise to time travel if you knew how to navigate around the symmetries. Uh-huh. See, see, I, I, I get it. Right. Yeah. I, 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 well, first of all, it's certainly true to say that in, in Einstein's theory, we've got four-dimensional space, then, then you're prevented from travelling back in time. Actually, by the speed of light, it fits into the geometry in that way. Yeah. Um, you, you're right, though. You can imagine t wormholes and these ideas that you can tunnel through and take shortcuts. It'd be like going from London to Australia by going through the Earth rather than around the two-dimensional surface on the edge. So you, so but, but <laughs> uh, I've heard uh, Stephen Hawking has a, a thing called the chronology protection conjecture. Which, and the conjecture is, from a physics perspective, is that, as you say, it seems to make no sense. It's not a way to build a universe to allow you to be able to travel back in time and, and prevent your parents from meeting before you're born or whatever you do. So, so there's a conjecture that the laws of nature um, will always be such that time travel into the past is forbidden. Now, that's a conjecture at the moment. It's certainly it's true in what's called Einstein's special theory of relativity. And it might be true or not in his general theory. We're not sure because you can have these shortcut things. But most, I, I think most theoretical physicists would say, we think, we'll conjecture, as Stephen Hawking does, that the physics protects the past. Can I, can I just say then that logic suggests that even if you can travel into the future, we'll never know. Or you can travel into the future, yeah, yeah. Yes, but even in Einstein's theory, as far as you want. Yes, but... but you can, no one will actually do it because it would require a great scientific effort and a lot of money, but no one would ever be able to prove we, we do it. that they'd been in the future. It's been proved. So, so moving yeah. clocks run Has slow. It been proved? Yes, moving clocks run slow relative to stationary ones. So, so if you were to run across this uh, studio now and run back and sit down, and we measured the time on your watch very accurately, it would, you, your, your watch relative to mine would have run slower. And that's, that's, that's actually central to the way the satellite navigation system works. It requires to be... So, so that's true, and that's, a, that's part of Einstein's theory. But that you, was couldn't, you couldn't or you wouldn't, let's say, the scientific community wouldn't do this, take a human being and try and put them into the future. I'd do Because it. what would be the point of it? <laughs> well, you do, you do, that. you just do. But if you, let's say you fly... I'll get, I know a number, which is the, the speed the protons go around the Large Hadron Collider. Mm -hmm. So they go around the Large Hadron Collider at 99.999999% of speed of light. At that speed, time passes 7,000 times more slowly for the protons than it does for the experimenters sat watching them going around, and that's relativity. So every time someone gets on a rocket and goes to the moon and comes back, their, their time will have passed slightly more slowly than the people on Earth. Therefore, they'll have gone into the future. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to go, well, first of all... <laughs> right, so basically, I think you can't go back into the past because you're going to fuck it up, aren't you? <clears throat> Well, yeah, there's the grandfather paradox, yes, isn't yeah. there? That's the thing. You go back in time. You, you can't push him off a cliff, because then how would you be there to how push him How would you be there off? to do it? 
sports and you're also back to the future when the picture starts yeah. to disappear man that's it oh i knew this was gonna happen it's only taken 27 minutes and we're already on back to the fucking hey. future there's my reggae box item this week back to the fucking future <laughs> oh you old fuddy duddy it's amazing anyway we'll get on to that later so so yeah we talked about what, what Brian Cox was saying with the time dilation and all uh, that and the, whatever it was called. Yep. Uh, so it's interesting what she was saying because we did this on the multiverse about the different mm. dimensions. So the yes. first dimension is length. Mm. Second dimension is length and breadth. <laughs> Third yeah. dimension, Gaz. Length, time. breadth and height. Height, yes. yes. That's our dimension. Uh-huh. And then I the fourth dimension is time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which bleeds into our dimension. That's why we can't have an effect over it. So we can go up, we can go down. There's a time we can go concept. side to side. side to side, but we can't go forward and backwards. <laughs> but time. isn't time just a concept? Well, we can measure it. And I've seen it. memes, Mike. We can measure and observe memes it. Memes where it says uh, time is a man-made construct and a societal construct, and like we're obsessed with it. It doesn't really exist. So stop like looking at. Like every 60 seconds and thinking, oh, it's been, I should have done this by now, I should have done that, because it's pressure on us, because, yeah, man. But that part is a concept, because we're tying ourselves to a system, a clock system. But time's still going on, it's still going to get light and dark, time is still going to pass, the years are going to by. In science, if you can measure it and you can prove it, (laughs) yeah, over and over again. It is nine inches, I tell you. (laughs) Yeah, Thanks, so. I'm glad you can see it from here. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, she's saying that if you can navigate mm. outside our dimension into the fourth dimension, mm-hmm. then there's no reason to say, because we're in the third, we can go, we can go up, down, back and forth, like. Mm. Side to side. Side to side, whatever. <laughs> so, if they're in the fourth dimension, mm. who's saying that they can't go forwards and backwards in time? Well, maybe you go back and you just observe, because if you get involved in it, you fuck everything up. Funnily enough, in a weird coincidence, Leona and the children were watching Alice Through the Looking Glass. Yeah. Today, the Tim Burton one. I didn't even know Alice in Wonderland had a sequel, <laughs> but it does. And the one bit that I happened to catch was Sasha Baron Cohen playing some sort of time guy. And like the Queen went into the past and she was observing it, but then she got involved in it and it fucking destroyed it all and it all started uh-huh. decaying and spreading. And he was like, she's broke the past. And they fixed it somehow. And, mm. um, but yeah, so maybe that's the thing. Maybe you've got, if you go back there and start fucking around, you'll destroy your own timeline and, and just, I don't know, the universe implodes. The Simpsons but it's a multiverse. toaster. I, I don't get the reference. But if there is a multiverse it. and there's different... Mm. Maybe we can travel. So, like, it all goes off into different sort of... That's what happened to John Teeter. Forks, doesn't it? Is he can't go back to his exact dimension. It's like mm. 2.5% was the uh, quote I read of yeah. something to do with time diet, something to do with maths and like difference. I don't know. Yeah. Well, what, um, uh, what Cox said was that he said, uh, it's theoretically possible mm. because the wormhole of fruit. if cosmic strings exist, yeah. Traversable wormholes and the Alcubier drive or permit time travel. The Alcubier drive is a speculative idea by which a spacecraft could achieve faster than light travel if a configurative configurable energy density field lower than that of vacuum i.e. negative mass could be created but in the sci-fi pretty much every ship is faster than light isn't it I was going to say I oh, know yeah. how to do time travel not a DeLorean 
before you jump in, Ben. That's not the only time <laughs> travel film I've seen. What you need is a Klingon warship, <laughs> right. Klingon bird of prey, a couple of whales. Oh, of course, it'll be the whales. And you do an orbit around the sun or something like that, yeah. and you come out the other side. What you need is wormholes. Ah. Now, there's wormholes all around us at the moment. Coming into existence and disappearing. But you can get right. But that the for mic. That. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is that. <laughs> but they're, they're microscopic. So right. I'll let Stephen Orkin explain wormholes, shall I? Okay, let's hear the hawk. RIPD. Yes, indeed. He's so charismatic. <laughs> you should look, this will be a robot voice for three minutes. Physicists have been thinking about tunnels in time, too but we covered it from a different angle. We wonder if portals to the past or the future could ever be possible within the laws of nature. This is be shown, I think you As it turns out, we think they are. What's more, we've even given them a name. Wormholes. The truth is that wormholes are all around us. Only they're too small to see. Wormholes are very tiny. They occur in nooks and crannies in space and time. You might find it a tough concept, but stay with me. Nothing is flat or solid. If you look closely enough at anything, you'll find holes and wrinkles in it. It's a basic physical principle, and it even applies to time. Take this pool table. The surface looks flat and smooth, but up close, it's actually anything but. It's full of gaps and holes. Even something as smooth as a pool ball has tiny crevices, wrinkles, and voids. Now, it's easy to show that this is true in the first three dimensions, but trust me, it's also true of the fourth dimension as well. There are tiny crevices, wrinkles, and voids in time. Down at the smallest of scales, smaller even than molecules, smaller than atoms. We get to a place called the quantum foam. This is where wormholes exist. Tiny tunnels or shortcuts through space and time constantly form, disappear, and reform within this quantum world. And they actually link two separate places and two different times. Unfortunately, these real-life time tunnels are just a billion trillion trillionths of a centimeter across way too small for a human to pass through. But here's where the notion of wormhole time machines is leading. 
Can I please be the first to say, I'm sorry, spoilers ahead, but mm -hmm. I think I've just solved the plot to the next Avengers movie. So, Ant-Man can shrink small enough that he can go to the quantum realm. We've seen that. Yeah. He goes down into the quantum realm. He's small enough to go down one of these wormholes. He goes back to the past. He stops everyone from dying somehow by warning them. Yeah. And everyone's back to life. It's a possibility. Yeah. I'm going to go to the bookies. Can you bet on movies? I think you can. Yeah, if you, you can go bet to the right. anything. Yeah, probably. you can, yeah. <laughs> Fuck, I think well, I'm going to go bet on the plot to the next Avengers. Anyway, that's a bit mind-bending. Would you like yeah. to comment? So, it's all very well having these wormholes, mm -hmm. but they're pretty useless at the minute. But well, if we, yeah, can, we can't get down there. Harness if, them, suck them all into one, like, perhaps. boom tube. Like, that's how Thingy from Superman travels. Boom tubes, they just appear, boom, and out he comes. Yeah, we'll make a machine that harnesses them all. I was thinking if you can actually sort of catch one and record mm. one, then you realise, and so then you can figure out what kind of frequencies it's operated on, what it's made up of, then you you can recreate that, put it in a drive, put it on a starship, boom, off you go through time. Can't you just make it massive and we'll go down it like a water slide? Or like that. That'd be awesome, wouldn't it? But you might not have any control of where it what where it goes in time. You might have to point it, like literally aim it. Mm -hmm. like, oh, 1832. No, up a bit. Oh, that's the year 3006. Shit, don't go there. That's horrible. Everything's on fire. <laughs> no, that's 2019. <laughs> England. There's, no roving deal gangs of, there's roving gangs of road warriors. <laughs> Fighting over condensed milk. Just walk away. <laughs> that milk ain't worth dying over, boy. <laughs> It is. I saw a rig that can pour that milk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> three um, days worth of it. <laughs> would you suckle on the teat of a living at like a cow or something like that if you were that desperate in what? that sort of post-war, post, you know? Well, if I want to die, then unless I suckle from the cows. Because yeah, right. I, I, no yeah, I just milk the cow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Into a container, possibly my own shoe. It, unless you pasteurise it, you're going to die anyway because it's oh, full really? of bacteria. Uh, oh, motherfucker. So that's no good. Oh, so you, can I boil science it? Science officer, you always you suck boil it. Yeah, it. So I just boil the milk. Uh, yeah. There we go, jobs are good. Then I've, got to, then I've got to create fire. So just to reiterate, you would suck the tit of an animal. I would milk the animal. All yeah. oh, right. So <laughs> sucking the tit, you would probably die. Okay. Well, infected you've milk. always got to spoil my fun. <laughs> he wants to go off and suck on mammals. It's the only pleasure I'll have. Post no deal Brexit and the nukes. There's, oh. that, there's that Welsh blood in them coming out again. Actually, there'll be no point in them nuking us post no deal Brexit, will there? No. What's no. the point in blowing that little scavenging pile of rats up? Unless they're going to just wipe us clean and re inhabit us in 50 yeah. years' time. <laughs> Take a few gene samples. Mm. And... Oh, well, it's been nice knowing you. <laughs> mm. Should we travel back in time? Yeah. yeah. To before Brexit. 2016. Where would you go to to solve everything? Um, you where would you go to yeah. as a personal preference? Yeah. Um, so we've set a few ground rules. You're in some kind of bubble. You can't directly interact with stuff or you'll mess the timeline up. Mm -hmm. You can't be seen. Mm -hmm. And you're just kind of observing from a vantage point. So mm -hmm. go on, someone give me... Give me, give me Dinosaur a, Times. Dinosaur Times? Without a doubt, man. What about you? Waterloo. Waterloo? Well, you've got to go watch people being blown up by really gruesome weaponry. Sorry, like, it, it, was a, 
one of the pivotal battles of European it's history. It's a fucking it's a spectator sport. <laughs> it's war. It's a turning point in European history. Spits the car. Spits there with a picnic. Popcorn. Ooh, you see his head go. Fuck it out. It's one the most important battles in European history. Of course, I go and look at it. My God. Fucking hell. Oh man, you're not gonna like my other choice. Oh <laughs> What's your other choice? Gosh. Yeah, the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to sit out, Mike, and watch the film? Because I could sort of traverse around the deck. Just watch people die. What the fuck? Because there are important points in history, and sadly, important points in history, people tend what to die. Why don't you just go back to Hiroshima and Nagasaki as well? No, I never thought of that, to be fair. I've seen enough nuclear explosions to last me a while, to be fair. Half the threads. Ah, her face is melting. Oh, look, she's carrying her melting sibling in her arms. You can't tell which is which. Oh, Jesus, that guy's skin come off. What a hoot. Hee-haw. <laughs> I'll take a selfie. Yeah, my other one was Apollo 11. Yeah, that's better. Yeah, that's better. <coughs> that's more like it. Dinosaurs, mate. Go and see them up close. Well, all you'll be is in an underground studio with um, Sandy Kubrick. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go into that. I'm not going into moon conspiracies. That's another episode entirely. Oh, or you'll be fighting a reptilian war on the moon. Yeah, you never know. Where would you go, young man? I'd go in the future. And not the immediate future, like 20 years or something, like 2,000 years, two, two millennia, two, two million years. You just want that, that flying car and laser gun, don't you? Yeah. That could fuck you up, man. If you think life's pointless now, do you know what I mean? You yeah, what might... if it's even worse? What, so... if it's, what if it's not the Jetson-style resource-based economy utopia and everyone's living in the sky? Well, I'll come back then, won't I? <laughs> it, might like, well, it might be like Mr. Cuck said. At least I've seen it. We can send people forward, but maybe we can't ever get them back. So, like... It could be a tragic. Uh, that would well, suck, I, I'd it? rather be two thousand years in the future than in the fucking dinosaur time, on no. my own. <laughs> yeah, but I can come back because I've gone backwards. Oh, okay. I can come. Oh, the the, the, the rule only applies to me going forward. Because you're going forward, you can't be sent back to the uh. past. We can go back to the past and come back to the present. You have to yeah. wait for a time machine. To we be can invented. go, Mike. You're in the dinosaur back time. Back to the future, <laughs> if you will. Uh. See. Oh, I don't yeah, like these rules. I think they're I'm not going to try and shag my mum, though. <laughs> <laughs> I go back and try and shag your mum. <laughs> you won. <laughs> maybe that hit, Maybe you are my dad. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Maybe that's how it hey, Donald Trump's your dad, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he used it to you go do back look in time. quite similar to my dad. <laughs> this is taking a turn for the... Incestuous. <laughs> um, uh, right. Um, well, where would you go if you could go back? Uh, if I had to go back. Oh, good question. I don't know. It's always a bit shitty. Would well, you want to look at dinosaurs up close? In your I like, well, I like Ben's idea of the moon. That sounds interesting. Oh, yeah, but it's still going to be the same. You go to the moon 2,000 years ago. It's going to be exactly the fucking same yeah. as it is now. But you're there to witness the first human on the moon. I'm not going there there's no one there. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I mean. Sit around waiting for them to show up. Oh, 50 years yet. That's what I mean. You can go back a million years and still fuck all up there. Uh, there's a well, flag. As far as we know. A lunar rover. Uh, what, you, I'll what probably you... go back to the time of Gandhi. Well, 1947. I'm not back with Gandhi. Just say Gandhi. Like touching up 14 year olds. <laughs> <laughs> he was a virgin. Yeah. 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 He slept yeah. between two of them. His fingers weren't virgins, yeah. I'll tell you that. I don't know if he was a virgin. He has wondering hands. Bless him. Uh, Gandhi. Fucking hell. <laughs> I can't All believe the... I'm the only one who wants to look at dinosaurs. I would go and see the dinosaurs. I yeah. just thought I'd just go, close. go back and check out the. Nah, they look pretty cool. Imagine it? if yeah. they talked. 
and we just didn't know. Yeah, we're back, you know, fucking boiling today. <laughs> What's that thing in the sky? <laughs> uh, duck. <laughs> I wouldn't want to see that. Although it would be if you're completely protected to actually see the impact of the meteorite or one of them cataclysm world cataclysm events that have happened that I believe in. To see one from afar, just to maybe get a sense of just how, you know, or maybe I wouldn't want to see that, actually, I don't know. A meteorite, then mass flooding and darkness. But anyway, hey, and furthermore, that fits in with my mass creation uh, on a bit of a tangent. At the safari park, they had these life-size models of some, you know, the huge mammals that all died out, the yeah. giant ones. It's like the a mammoth. giant... Like sloth though, that's as big as a mammoth. Have you ever seen? Fucking them? awesome! Yeah, I have. have you yeah. seen them? They all died out, but that was because there wasn't much life at that time. It was in a post because it was a frozen time, wasn't yeah. it? They could be that big, or something. Like that. I'm not explaining the science, but yeah, they all got wiped out. Oh anyway, man! Back to time. I maybe I'd go and look at them. Well, there know. used to be like uh, mega sort of beast, wasn't there? Mega sloth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there used to be a snake called the Titanoboa. It used mm. to be basically as thick as a doorway. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, you'd have fucking snake's head almost as big as this room. Wow. I saw Conan fight one of those. Oxygen levels were a lot higher. Yeah. He had bigger mm. bigger creatures. Mm. Giant animal. Like I saw that giant stuff thing. They've got it all at the um, Safari Park stuffed, like, but it's proper to scale, and there's like information next to it. And I, they were some of the most impressive things I saw, man, because I was like, they're fucked up, mm. right? Huge. Oh, that was it, because I thought the giant sloth was a giant bear, and the information man told me, he's like, I bet you think that's a bear, don't you? And I was like, I do, yes, how do you know? <laughs> you <laughs> fucking like, smart yeah, ass. Yeah, he's like, it's a sloth, and I was like, oh, fucking it. used up. to be something called a Terminator pig. Shit, <laughs> 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 you know. Tell me about the Terminator pig. Come with me if you want to roll in shit. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be back, bacon. (laughs) Give him the fun crown. There is the king of puns crown. (laughs) (laughs) Why is the Terminator pig? It's a giant pig. (laughs) It's not metal then. Sent back from the future. <laughs> no, the the stop pig John Connor <laughs> yeah. right into the leadership of the pigs. <laughs> it's got a metal endoskeleton covered by a living human pig tissue. <laughs> I'm afraid not, no. Just a, just a, just a big pig. Model 10P. Do you want to take a break, lads? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll be back. No. And we are back. So, Mike, wrap up the science stories, yeah. mate. So we can go forward in time, no problem. Well, milliseconds at the moment. Uh, and theoretically, close. to go back with wormholes or navigating the fourth dimension, which I've explained in the older podcast, the best, uh, I think it was in the multiverse, the, the best way to describe it is Monsters Inc. So you open a cupboard and you oh, awesome. go somewhere else, you get, you know. So that's basically uh, that. And or you could dri- open the door and drive a DeLorean through it. <clears throat> yeah. In fashion and my, style. My favourite time machine is the one from the 1960s film, The Time Machine. It's just a seat with a giant clock behind it. What? And it's like a sled. Your favourite time yeah. machine isn't the DeLorean? No. Oh my word. How, what, what he the, likes the Victorian one from the time the machine. Fuck? 
I love well, that this film, is, but this the glorious the way to go back and watch the Battle of Waterloo. Oh, yeah. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. It's a turning point a in history. DeLorean gullwing doors you that you can knock out bad guys with <laughs> and <laughs> get out of You're it. You're not going to pop up, rock up at the Battle of Waterloo yeah. in a DeLorean, are you? <laughs> yes, heads will turn. <laughs> and then they'll be blown off as they turn because you've been watching what was going on. Delo- oh, man, the DeLorean's amazing. It's so good. It, was, it, was, it couldn't even hit 88 miles an hour. In real life, a DeLorean could not hit 88 miles an hour. It was notoriously underpowered. They were terrible cars. So Gore wings are completely impractical. A fucking chair is better. Yes, it's more practical. A fucking chair. The DeLorean... Oh, no, I'm not even going to... Ben, a wise man doesn't argue with fools. (laughs) I'm going to be the wise man. (laughs) Shall we read an article? Mm -hmm. Yes, I thought you were going to use my own uh, pigeon playing chess analogy against me. DeLorean rules. (laughs) Well... Now, there have been various accounts of people who allegedly travelled through time. Reported by the press or most likely circulated on the internet. Because if it's on the internet, it's fucking true, isn't it? These reports have genuinely turned out to either be hoaxes, no, or to be based on incorrect assumptions, incomplete information, or interpretation of fiction as fact. Many being now recognised as urban legends. So let's have a look at some of these. Sorry, I have to interrupt you for one second, because I have to correct something very important that you just said, speaking of fiction and fact. The DeLorean was capable of going up to 100 mile an hour. However, it had a speedometer fitted, which only showed up to 85 mile an hour, as that was the highest um, speedometer allowed, marking allowed by law. So they didn't bother showing it went up to 100 because you couldn't show that anyway. So there you go, DeLoreans were fast and could go up to 100. <laughs> yeah, all right, whatever. And they could do 88 mile an hour. Well... So yeah, probably not, in, some... uh, probably not in nineteen eighty something after they're all ten, fifteen years old and <laughs> they've lost all that horsepower. It was nuclear powered then. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It powered on trash, wasn't it? it? Did, trash yeah. convert, nuclear trash convert. Anyway, let's talk about some quote real time travellers. Okay, so we got um, Charlotte Ann Mobley and Eleanor Jourdain. Uh, the Mobley Jourdain incident, or the ghosts of Petit Trianon or Versailles, 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 Versailles. I couldn't say it. <laughs> I knew how to say it. I just forgot how to say it. Versailles well, so um, is the capital of. <laughs> What's the French, Ben? What's the French? <laughs> Le Phantom du Trion or Le Phantom de Versailles? Comprend, David. Just because I knew what the fucking French word for curtain was the other week, don't I say I'm fluent? Uh, <laughs> it's a hard earned being French. What he did, douche. I'm poulet le poulet. That means fuck a chicken, apparently. Ah. Nice to see you spent your French lessons constructively. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's me. So what happened to these pair of fucking Egypts? In 1911, <laughs> Mobley and Jourdain published a book entitled An Adventure under the name the Elizabeth Morrison. What is it? No. <laughs> An Adventure. And is that it? <laughs> <laughs> that tells me nothing. <laughs> doesn't well, grab you, does it? It doesn't grab the ball say, you want to read this. <laughs> but on. it was in 1911. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Things were, it was a simpler time. Um, well, that's simple. 
So their book describes a visit they made to Petit Trianon, a small chateau in the grounds of the Palace of Versailles, where they claim <laughs> where they claim they saw ghosts, chateau de pap, <laughs> including Marie Antoinette and others. Their story caused a sensation and was subject to much ridicule. You don't fucking say. So they're saying that they went back in time on either A saw ghosts or B went back in time and. Yeah, that's okay. a hell of an assumption, isn't it? You see ghosts and it's like, oh, we, we must have went back to their time. Well, what, did the walls of the building change or decay and did the building disappear? Obviously not. You saw ghosts, i.e. hallucinations, i.e. fuck you. Moving on. <laughs> not going for that one then, guys. No. No. What about Chaplin's time traveller? In October 2010, Northern Irish filmmaker George Clark uploaded a video clip entitled Chaplin's Time Traveller to YouTube. I've seen this. The clip analyses bonus material in a DVD of the Charlie Chaplin film, The Circus. Including the DVDs, footage from the film's Los Angeles premiere at Grauman's Chinese Theatre in 1928. At one point, a woman is seen walking by, holding an object to her ear. Clark said that on closer examination, she was talking into a thin black device that had appeared to be a, quote, phone. Clark con concluded that the woman was possibly a time traveller. So you go from, hey, she's holding something to her ear. Time traveller. It's a big jump to make. Well, she is. I've seen the footage and she is clearly walking along having a conversation on the phone. It's obvious. Time so, travel. So you're going for that one? Yeah, I've seen it. <laughs> Video. With my eyes. <laughs> or it's fake. No. I don't know, it's a phone though. Is it that clear? I mean, it could just have his hand up to his head. Yeah. But that's a, a logical response well clearly he went back and he just and he he thought it was safe to talk on what the year phone. was this 1928 1928 the year of think he's going to get a reception in 1928 i know phone. this we've had this discussion just because the phone traveled back with him doesn't mean that the infrastructure required to have a phone conversation went back with him obviously it didn't but it's a he could listen to his bending. voicemail maybe if it was on his phone a time dilation phone Maybe he's got, oh yeah, because you wouldn't just go back with a phone and expect it to work. Listen, 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 if they've got, got the, the fucking mail. technology to send a man back a hundred fucking years nearly in time, then I'm sure they might have the technology to somehow talk on the phone through time. You got a point there. Time phone. If, yeah. If the wormhole was left open. Yeah. Just really strong orange yeah. time. Um, you had like a plan. really powerful satellite or a phone. Yeah. Went there you go. The a time satellite phone. That was crystal powered. I know, that was science. Well, um, Philip uh, Skroska, an, archi an archivist at the Bernard Becker Medical Library of Washington University, thought that the woman might have been holding a rectangular ear trumpet. <laughs> That's less ridiculous. Yeah, and that the device is probably an early hearing aid. So, um,. Yeah. That's a stupider explanation than mine. <laughs> it's more plausible than, than time travel. Fucking time travel. Time travel. And he thought it was safe to talk on his phone because he didn't expect them to be filming a fucking Charlie Chaplin film on the street that he was, happened to be walking by. And he was so into his conversation that he didn't happen to notice the giant Victorian film camera. They were not Victorian. No. Yeah, <laughs> I, as soon as I said it. Old. Victorian to me means old. Okay? <laughs> Pre-second uh, pre World War. That's Victorians. Yeah. This was before the Second World War, wasn't it? Yep. So it's Victorian. Yep. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you losing me now, guys? You yeah. can't fuck my logic. <laughs> right. Well, you probably can. <laughs> One that will look your love, Gaz, is that there was a present-day hipster at a 1941 bridge opening. I've seen this too. I believe this one. 
a photograph from the 1941 of genuine authenticity of the reopening of the Southfort Bridge in Goldbridge, British Columbia, was alleged to show a time traveller. It was claimed that his clothing and sunglasses were of the present day and not of the styles worn in the 40s. Further research suggested the present-day appearance of the man may not have been so new. The style of sunglasses first appeared in the 1920s, and on first glance the man is taken by many to be wearing a printed t-shirt, but on closer inspection it seems to be a sweater with a sewn-on emblem, the kind of clothing often worn by sports teams of the period. The shirt is very similar to the one that was used by the Montreal Maroons, an ice hockey team from that era. The remainder of his clothing would appear to have been available at the time, although his clothes are far more casual than those worn by other individuals in the photograph. So he's just like, yeah, I come from a bridge opening, I ain't putting a suit on. It does look like a surfer. He's a future hippie who's really into bridges. Or he's just a bloke who docked up as uh, casual when the invite said red smart. May I propose a thesis? Go on. Imagine for me, if you will, you're a billionaire in the... In the you're, I mean, uber billionaire. But you're also still a bit of a, you know, stoner. You also really, really like bridges. Right. And you've got the money to fund time travel. Would you not go back and watch your favourite bridge openings? If I really like bridges, then maybe, yeah, okay, if that was my kick. It's more plausible than it's a sportsman. Or maybe it is just literally a bloke wearing a sports jersey. Mm, I don't know. I don't see it. More the point, it's 1941, he doesn't look that old, why isn't he at the front? <laughs> well, it's a different time then. No, I don't know, that one's less compelling, I have to admit, now that I've you've read the article to me. I've seen the photo before, um, but I just instantly assumed it was a time traveller. I didn't put any research in. <laughs> they obviously have uh, the Montreal, Montreal Maroons. So, yeah, he's an ice hockey fan, a bit laid back, Canadian. Probably smokes. That's why he's not wearing a suit like the other people in the photo. Okay, I tell you, I, I will concede that that one might not be a time-travelling <laughs> hippie who likes bridges. Fair enough. Um, Rudolf Fentz is the next one. The story of Rudolf Fentz is an urban legend from the early 1950s. It has been repeated since as a reproduction of facts and presented of evidence for the existence of time travel. The essence of the legend is that in New York City in 1951, a man wearing 19th century clothes was hit by a car. Victorian clothes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> the subsequent investigation revealed the man had disappeared without trace in 1876. The items in his possession suggested the man had travelled through time from 1876 to 1950 directly. Or maybe he was just going to a fancy dress party. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, maybe. Well, the next paragraph pretty much debunks it. Go on then. Oh. <laughs> the folklorist Chris Orbeck investigated the story and found it had originated in a science fiction book of the 1950s. Oh, that's a shame. A Voice from the Gallery by Ralph M. Holland, which had been copied, uh, which had copied the tale from I'm Scared, a short story by Jack Finney, from which the fence tale originated. Well, let's move on to the big gun, John Teeter. Between 2000 and 2001, an online bulletin board user self-identified as John Teeter became popular as he claimed to be a time traveller from 2036 in a military mission. Holding the many worlds interpretations correct and consequently every time travel paradox is impossible, he stated that many events which occurred up to his time would indeed occur in this timeline. These include a devastating civil war in the US in um, <coughs> 2008. Well, he's only 10 years out. 
and <laughs> followed by a new short nuclear World War Three in 2015. I'm glad we avoided that timeline. Yeah, but we're not. Do you know what I mean? It, it doesn't mean it's not coming. It just means we might have been delayed a bit in our civil wars yeah, on maybe. the verge of happening in the states. Anything's possible, isn't it? Well, maybe there's been certain events that have manipulated the timeline. The future is, um, what was it? The future's a, a dark highway. The future's not set. Future's not set. No fate but what we yeah. make and all that. Yeah. John Teeter. So, uh, <laughs> I came back to buy an IBM computer. That's pretty much what it was. He came back to get a fucking laptop. <laughs> It's vital to the survival of our race. Our, <laughs> our race. Sorry, <laughs> I fell down. But yeah, he fucking this dude. He said he came back for an IBM 150 or something like that from no, the seventies. Yeah. Maybe that's the. That's a pretty cool sci-fi concept, though, isn't it? Even if it's not true, like you need this one specific circuit board, like to fire the big new machine in the post-apocalyptic world because you're freaking fuck yeah but wouldn't I you like just, it's punk but wouldn't you just when you're building that big nuclear mach laser machine just build it with parts that you've got <laughs> so you're... that's not how good stories work and, and with technology increases over time things get better not worse so you yeah, have a better yeah, version of what was because he go right. back for the 1970s motherboard and burn out after one fucking <laughs> well, shot that's not necessarily true <laughs> right, hang on there are them things what are they called Fuck, I can't remember the name of them. They're from like... I'm going to build this new machine, but I'm going to use defunct parts. Yeah. <laughs> They're no longer available. I'm going to use parts from 100 years ago. Well, why the fuck <laughs> else did he come back for a computer from 1975? What's so important about it? Because he's fucking lying, guys. <laughs> <laughs> You're scoffing at the idea that that computer was important. Yeah. Why, why did he come back for it? If, if he true, didn't come back for it, he just come bloke living in his mum's basement who wanted some attention. Mm -hmm. You don't know that. Well, like you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't live in the basement. <laughs> Maybe it was his dad's or something, or his granddad's. It had a load of porn on it. Maybe it had vital code. We don't know whose computer it was, actually. He Maybe wanted to go a... back and watch his granddad's porn. No, maybe it was a president. Maybe <laughs> it had nuclear codes on it or something. On the IBM 150 Tron, whatever it was called. Uh, well, in the years following his last posts and disappearance in 2001, the non-fulfillment of his specific predictions made his popularity decrease. Criticism has pointed at flaws in Titus' stories, and investigations suggest his character may be a hoax and a creation of two siblings from Florida. Bullshit. His name's too cool to not be true. <laughs> I saw a photograph of him bending, uh, bending laser light with time dilation technology displacement machines. Right, okay, well, that's great. <laughs> Did you see that photograph? No. Am I right that lasers can't bend? They can't, unless you refract the light. And it was bending. Oh, went through a prism. Of time travel machinery. It's a glass prism would bend the light. Any I'm... any medium that isn't air that would change it. Oh, all right, none of them are fucking time traveling. <laughs> Fuck it, I'm supposed to believe you when you think fucking owls are fucking attacking people from uh -huh. space. Hillbillies. <laughs> Those are aliens, guys. And you are having none of this time travel business. This could be fucking true. I just think if, if there was time travel, we would have our fucking neck and ears in them, unless they've got the bubble scenario, as we discussed earlier. We don't know how easy it is. It might be really fucking difficult to do it. Maybe one person's only ever done it once. Or maybe, maybe it was John. Maybe John was taken out by the time cops. 
I was, yeah, Jean-Claude Van Damme came and sidekicked him. He did the splits in the kitchen on the <laughs> yeah. two tables. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah. yeah. I love that film. Between two chairs, jumped up, roundhouse kicked him in the face. Yeah. Shut up, John. That's Stop a, spreading your shit. It's a great film. Yeah, stop coming talking with me. to the past people, John. You're not supposed to do that, yeah. John. Ben, Ben's got a point, though. If time travel was possible, where are all the time travellers? Didn't Stephen Hawking actually hold yeah, a party for them? And nobody went to his party because he's a fucking boring cunt. <laughs> and if time travel's that fucking expensive, why the fuck would you want to waste it going back to it? <laughs> I'm so pleased you came. Oh, but I'm not, mate. This costs 12 trillion fucking dollars and I can't go back. <laughs> Why would you go in the first place then? Exactly, exactly. You just proved my point. Now, while I'm here, Stephen, to make it work well, it. use one of them fucking weirdo hands to wake me up. Maybe. You don't make a plane that only flies one way and you have to walk back. <laughs> to prove that it's done, that it's doable. Someone's going to have. Well, that's what's going to happen with Mars. No one's going to fucking come back. They'll see it, but they're going to be setting up the stuff for the people that come out. It is, it is that it's designed. You said you're doing that in the past. But he's just rocked up. How's he going to get back with his IBM? In his time fucking displacement <laughs> fucking travel machine. Well, you couldn't it's come made back by it. General Electric, if you read the story. Oh, right. Well, good. <laughs> what if we have travelled back in time, but it takes a long time in the future... When we evolve into something that isn't quite like we are now. So you mean we're grey aliens? Yeah. Yeah. See us in the future. That's time a, travelling back. I like that theory. That's well, a good idea. It wasn't until that evolution into our future that we could actually time just travel. Think about it. What are they? They've got big heads to contain a larger brain. They've got long fingers, better for tapping on keyboards, bigger eyes, taking more information. Maybe that's the next step of human evolution but over the course of a few million years. In one timeline. Probably is, but to go back to try and rebut the, uh, oh, why haven't they come back then? Well, let's say it's not like the fucking DeLorean where you can just pop back and forward whenever you want. But like that's... It is, what if it takes so much fucking energy, right, that it's not, every, only like one person's ever done it once. Why the fuck are you that arrogant to think we'd have seen him? Do you know what I mean? The one person. I don't think they're going to rock up and walk past on their mobile exactly. phone, though. Yeah, but that, that, right, that one might not be true. But just because we haven't seen them doesn't mean somebody hasn't done it. You're dangerously in sort of Mike on the fence territory here. No, I'm not. Just because I haven't seen it doesn't mean it's not true. No, I'm definitely off the fence saying that, like, Stephen Hawking's thing of like, oh, nobody came to our party, so it's not true. No, just nobody wanted to go to a party. What if it's so expensive and takes so... Maybe not even expense, just think of how much energy it must take to open the wormhole and... Well, that's that's why my idea of the greys is is valid in your theory, then. Yeah, I didn't say it wasn't. I'm just trying to rebut the thing, that idea of, like, oh, we haven't seen... Isn't that more realistic, then, that they are greys, not these people that... Standing on a bridge with some sunglasses on? Oh, fuck knows, but, like, just because they haven't come back doesn't mean they can't do it. Well, they won't. But... Think about it. As time travel technology gets more advanced, you go further into the future, like you do with everything. Moore's law: the uh, the, the technology every increases becomes years. every few years. So at some point, time travel will be literally just popping back for a laugh, and then at going back point, home. Yeah. So I mean, if that you go point, on the car, we should be up to our neck and ears in them. Why the, why the fuck would they come here? Well, just the same reason I go to Waterloo or the Titanic. To have a bit of a laugh. See what's going on. Not a bit of a laugh, but you know. See what's going on. <coughs> See what life was like for us pre-century monkeys. Maybe uh, the greys in the future become sterile or something. And they and that's why they're coming back to get the seed off us yeah, now. When we're fertile. Yeah. Because that sperm is going down, remember that? that yeah. Support. 
We're losing all our Danish cum as well. Yeah. So Grey's a travelling Indian and uh, oh, the, the gammons on like that. <laughs> Grey's a travelling. Can you imagine that? They'd be out there shagging for Britain or trying to, wouldn't they? Can you imagine that though? If they said like we can't get it from Denmark anymore, we're going to import it from India, the Commonwealth. Oh. Can you imagine the gammons oh. there? Oh, there'd be some fucking red faces. Yeah. They don't need or Kenya. Banks. They're real men. <laughs> Can you imagine it? Oof. Oof. Yeah. I'm, I'm imagining the outrage now and I kind of like it. It would be a spectacle though, wouldn't it? It certainly would. We should put that as fake news and we'll see what they do. Yeah, <laughs> that's an idea. Let's start some fake news. Mm. So, um, should we move on to John Teeter's tale, or do you want to go on to Project Pegasus? Because we've kind of gone through John Teeter. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Yeah, so, um, let's go to Project Pegasus, which we did cover in the multiverse episode, but it overlaps, and it's well worth looking at again. Mm-hmm. So, Project Pegasus. In 2004, Washington-based attorney Andrew D. Baziago... I remember him now. Yeah, what the did, lawyer. Yeah. What did we call him? Captain Burrito. Captain Burrito. He became it. Captain Burrito. That's it. I knew I, I recognised the name. Began Captain te- Burrito. <laughs> Began telling his story of a top secret organisation called Project Pegasus. Although he was only seven years old at the time, Baziago claims he had, from 1968 to 1972, participated in a number of bizarre experiments that took him on journeys through time, space, and potentially into parallel universes. And quote... Project Pegasus was the classified defence-related research and development programme under DARPA, in which the US defence technical community achieved time travel on behalf of the US government. The real Philadelphia experiment, end quote. The mission of Project Pegasus was to study the effects of time travel and teleportation on children, as well as to relay important information about past and future events to the US president, intelligence community and military. According to Baziago, children were recruited specifically for their uh, ability to adapt to the strains of moving between past, present and future. So while Baziago claims there were several time travel devices at work during these experiments, the majority of his temporal adventures can be attributed to our old mate, Nikola Tesla. We do like a bit of Nick. He's got to be a future episode. Yeah. Him and his death rays. Documents allegedly retrieved from Tesla's New York City apartment after his death in January 1943 revealed the schematic of a teleportation machine using something Baziago calls radiant energy. The machine would form a shimmering curtain between two elliptical booms. Quote, Radiant energy is a form of energy that Tesla discovered that is latent and pervasive in the universe and has amongst its properties the capacity to bend time-space. That's handy. It is, isn't it? It's convenient. Mm -hmm. Um, Passing through this curtain of energy, Baziago would enter a vortal tunnel that would send him to his destination. Wimble. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) The other teleportation devices, including a plasma confinement chamber in New Jersey and a jump room in El Segundo, California. There was also some kind of holographic technology which allowed them to travel both physically and virtually. That's interesting. Yeah. That's the bubble thing, I guess. Yeah. So they weren't always safe, though. According to the HuffPo, HuffPermanent Post, sorry, one of Baziago's cohorts, Alfred Webra, Webra, yeah, recalls one instance in which a child returned from his temporal voyage before his legs. Ooh. 
So he's um, that bloke from Doom who does the Stargate jump. He mm. came. He came back. Uh, I don't remember that bit. I was thinking more the Fly Two. Does that happen in the Fly Two? Never ever seen the Fly Two. It's in the Fly One. Uh, fly Two. Yeah, that's interesting. Isn't it? It's not as good as the first, obviously. No, it's never good. It was that son of the fly or something. They like put that. him through with his dog or something like that, and it comes through as. So it's the dog. As some not kind of like horrid sort of. So is it called Dog the, Man? The fly dog to spawn the dog. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. I can't remember it, to be fair. It was a long time ago when I've seen it. But. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so through time and space. So, where did Basiago travel during these experiments? Several of his voyages led him to the 1800s. On one occasion, he found himself at the Gettysburg on November 19th, 1863, the day President Abraham Lincoln gave his famous Gettysburg Address. Now, if we just um, scroll up a little bit, there's a photo, apparently, of Basiago there. Uh, he was a bugle boy. He's watching the Gettysburg Address. Nothing really at the order room of that, is there? No. Just a bugle First boy. in the field, yeah. Yeah, just... That's it. So, um... As Bagheera tells a story, he had been dressed up as a Union bugle boy. However, he felt that his oversized shoes were drawing too much attention, so he wandered away from the crowd, only to be photographed, as you can see in the alleged photo, you can Google that. Bagheera also travelled to the Ford Theatre on the evening President Lincoln was assassinated. In fact, he did so multiple times, even running into himself twice, although he never actually witnessed the assassination. So what was the fucking point of going? Idiot. Watch the historical event. All he did was create a fucking time paradox himself. Don't use this made-up story to justify your... Oh, this is a made-up... How come this is a made-up story and John Teeter isn't? <laughs> uh, it's just like throwing shit at war. Uh, <laughs> which one appeals to me? <laughs> <laughs> Do you keep a bucket of shit next to the sofa or? Metaphorical shit. Oh. <laughs> Thank God for that, not literal shit. <laughs> no, no. Each trip, he says, was slightly different than the last, leading Batiago to believe that it wasn't just time travel at work, he was being sent into slightly different alternate realities on adjacent timelines. And let's not forget Basiago's trips to Mars. In the 1980s, he utilised the aforementioned jump room to teleport to the Red Planet with the express mission of acting as an ambassador to the Martian civilization. His fellow travellers, William Stillings and Barry Sotero, who these <laughs> days goes by the name Barack Obama. I remember that, yeah. Oh. Well, yeah, that could be true. Barack, Barry know. Obama. I, Barry Obama, I can't prove it's not true. <laughs> Maybe Barry Obama did fight on Mars. Mm. I don't know. No, well, Randy Crane was up there doing the fighting, wasn't he? Yeah, I, he could have been... His uh, super soldier legions. Bunk mates with Barry. Could yeah. have been. Who knows? Where's the birth certificate? Maybe that explains why he hasn't got one. Because he's from fucking alternate timeline. Maybe. Maybe him getting being president was a bit of a... Can't prove it. Maybe he did something in the past that would enable him to be president. And he's like, oh shit, I haven't got that birth certificate after all. Oh, I know what he did in the past that enabled him to be a president. He sacrificed a child. Oh! In front of a giant owl altar at fucking Bohemian Moloch. Yeah. <laughs> Are you. Neil! <laughs> Are you saying that Saint Barry. <laughs> saint Barry Obama. He's not one of the patron saints of the show, but he is a saint. <laughs> he hoisted the dead carcass of a child above his head as the owl god instructed him to do so, while like 5,000 rich people all stood there mm. boners loving it. Likes his hot dogs, doesn't he, Obama? Um. Possibly sprinkled with the adrenal cortex of sacrificed children. You never know. Neil! 
Uh, but remember the whole thing about him ordering. He, he spent like hundred and fifty thousand dollars on hot dogs. What over the course of his presidency? I don't right? think it's that's code. It was meant to be code oh, for children. Yeah, well, even for little if, boys. If it's it cheese was pizza, is a little girl. Hot dogs is it? Oh really? Yeah, apparently, this is what got Alex Jones in trouble. Yeah, but apparently though, <laughs> stay away from that. <laughs> let's just say he did order a lot of hot dogs, right? That's and it cost a lot of money. That's not the most evil thing that he did. I mean, he had a kill list. And he, and he, he killed did. a lot of people, and then he loved a drone. He loved he did. a drone. He killed a lot more people than Bush. Drones killed kids. I don't know. He did. Invasion of Iraq, a million, at least a couple um, of a million well, Iraqis yeah, maybe dead. That's true. He sure did expand the wars from two to seven. Although, in all fairness, Obama was kind of um, giving the okay for every individual strike, wasn't he? Yeah. Is like, I mean, in war, people die. Bush is sending people into to a war, but he's not giving the thumbs up or thumbs down on who's getting shot, is he? Oh, there's a bomber is literally going, yeah, I'm yeah, take care of that Google. wedding. I'm going to ask Google. Let's see what We've God says. We've been asked Afghanistan now for 17 years. Who killed? 17 all? years. Three more years, they're going to go watch. <laughs> Just some bloke been there from <laughs> <in> the start. <laughs> I've been over 17 years. Keep on forgetting me. Can you believe that, though? What's that? What are we doing there? We're still get, fighting the Taliban. We're making sure that those minerals are starting to flow back to the West, Mike. That's what we're doing. And the poppy fields, you mean? And the poppy fields. And the minerals for your phone. Yeah, don't forget those phone minerals. I love my phone. I mean, how's Gaz going to play Transformers on his phone if we, if we didn't invade Afghanistan to get all those lovely for, phone minerals? Do you know where they're going for minerals now for the phones? North Korea? Nope. Okay, the Iran? headline says... Nope. I ask the Google. seabed. Oh, we plan on doing that for years. Yeah, well, apparently there's a lot of mineral deposits down there. Oh, man, that, I'm sure it was Howard Hughes um, had some idea to mine the seabed. Mm. Or to, found, to dredge the seabed. They found and giant like... footprints down there as well, on the seabed. Oh, oh shit, you're not. Bollocks. Seen the pictures. Bollocks. I've seen the pictures. I watched the video last night. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm not going for that. Giant footprints on the bed of the sea. It's a geographical fucking thing, like a proper sort of science research paper. Right. What they think it might be is beaked whales and looking for stuff under the... Well, that makes more but sense. But it is nearly 5,000 metres. Or there. giants. Or giants. <laughs> but um, would you like to... The they don't look like or Godzilla. <laughs> they don't like footprints and shit, you know. There were ten times more airstrikes in the covert war on terror during President Barack Obama's presidency than under his predecessor, George W. Bush. doesn't say who killed more people, but Obama did more covert... Ten times mm. more covert bombing. I would suspect that... Bush. Um, Bush's administration killed more, mm. but Obama added that more personal touch to it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Kill that motherfucker. <laughs> that one, right there. He was kind of cool, though, wasn't he? He certainly was. <laughs> I'd kill for him. Imagine walking away doing the smile, like, thank you, because you're the one pressing the trigger on the drone. Yeah. You're my guy. Do you think if you did it really well a few times, you specifically ask for you? Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. You're the president's drone, man. Yeah. You're my guy. Killer, eh? <laughs> How you doing? How you feeling? How you holding up? Um, I'm, I'm kind of psychologically broken. <laughs> I'm kind of, kind of going to a PTSD here, sir. Uh, uh, I watched so much death, um, but the weirdness of the screen, I'm so... Great! <laughs> Press the button, sir. Great! Kill that raghead motherfucker. <laughs> no, not that one. Oh. Ah, fuck it. Collateral damage. Kill the one next to Take him, too. <laughs> he did like killing brown people, didn't he? I fucking love me a drone, man. I fucking love a drone. Ah, oh, yeah. And then he walks out looking all cool. You'd do it. You'd be like, yeah. He did love drones. 
It's easier doing it than sending in all them. It's less messy than sending in all them ground troops and it? less expensive. And Black Hawk down all them. We've choppers. seen. We've seen where this goes, guys. Robocops. No, autonomous drones. No, Black Hawk. Black Hawk down was um, early nineties. It was. I think it was Clinton. Yeah, but you know what I mean. The two helicopters crash, and all of a sudden you got a fucking horrible situation. On yeah. That where people got to fight their way out of a little street battle. And then all of a sudden everyone knows you're there and you're like, oh, fuck. Uh, and, and, and comes the midday when every native gets off the mm. fucking crack and, and starts then, to grab his AK and go yeah, in the street. Yeah, shooting out of fucking windows. Um, but you shoot a drone down and you press the self-destruct button it blows up in all them villagers' faces anyway. Yeah. Jokes on you, motherfuckers! What? What is it good for? Absolutely. The economy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, also, advances in medical technology. Uh, um, advances in technology, full stop. Chewing tobacco. <laughs> Jesse Ventura. Tobacco, tobacco sales go to the roof. Um, yeah. Tradition time. Hollywood goes to the roof. War films, everyone loves a good war film. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got to keep creating those wars, keep Hollywood going. Lots of jobs. Lots of jobs. Can't lose all the jobs in Hollywood. Can't lose all the jobs in the army. No, that's true. Yeah. That's the sad thing about our world. So war's war good for good. a lot. That's the sad truth, guys. That's why we have wars. It's only good for the Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard the song, but yeah, no, the song's incorrect. It's only good for the, uh, what's it called? The, um, Alligator. The <laughs> only good for the military <laughs> industrial complex. <laughs> it doesn't fit, though, does it? But it's true. <laughs> so what about um, Baziago? We've touched on him before. Do you think he's telling the truth? <laughs> um, um, yeah, no, I don't believe him. Sorry, Maybe. Uh, I don't know. Could be. I'll take it over fucking aliens. Well, I could see him. And because he was trying to run, um, run for president. Yes, he did. Yeah, he he did try to run in twenty sixteen. Wouldn't he know if he's going to win or not? You'd think that. <laughs> um, but also didn't he I remember from the multiverse episode that he basically said what I want you to do because I'm not on the ballot paper so what I want you to do is to write my name in put an X next to it and then take a picture of it and send it to me as a postcard or just a picture or email it to me and I'll calculate how many votes I got oh, <laughs> and it's like no no you can't do that did you get about 14 I don't know well that's not mine <laughs> Are you eligible to vote in the US election, guys? I was in his fucking election. Wasn't I? <laughs> <laughs> Any wasn't fucker gonna, was in his. He wasn't going to turn anyone away. <laughs> you just took a photograph of your shit and it's not Hey, look at the size of that. Why did you turn it to scat porn? He just wants voters. Because <laughs> he's That's Captain Marine. This is how fucking Theresa May got in. <laughs> what, scat porn? Yeah. <laughs> uh, can we um, call a break before we dip into the Montauk project? Yeah, sure. Excellent. All right, and we're back. So, just to briefly flip back to John Teeter. Um, who is I've definitely got, real. Who allegedly is definitely real in Gaz's world. I've got an article from the Daily Star on Sunday. Boom. Obviously, this is going to be true. Obviously. <laughs> um, was a bombshell lightning bolt pick. Proves in capital letters. Proves Donald Trump is the 2036 time traveller John Teeter. It does make sense if you're going to travel back in time, you become the president. Knock yourself up as president. (laughs) Ah, 
You said he was going to count the votes. You know secrets, don't you? Mm-hmm. You, know, you know where the bodies are buried? Or the secrets that are on that 1975 IBM. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Hillary, Hillary was, in fact, a reptilian sort of interloper. Maybe that's how Donald made his fortune in the 70s. On that IBM, he stole it, and there was, like, banking codes, account oh, numbers, oh, that sort of thing. No, because he still managed to go bankrupt three times. Biff Tannen all over again. Uh, oh, it is. Donald, <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> to be fair, if you said to me, who in this life... Tannen li- Towers, was it called? Yeah. Or Biff oh, Towers? Or- See, in all fairness, though, I'd do what Biff did. Well, I wouldn't be wouldn't such you? a prick about it, though. That'd be nice. Right, so I you'd would. slap around your wife, fall oh, no, to get plastic surgery, and then try and shoot your fucking stepson. Oh no, there was all that in there, was there? Oh right, I don't yeah. know Back to the Future too very well. Yeah, and then then he gets knocked out on the roof by the duck when he opens the gull wing door. So he says he has a film. I just don't think he's ever watched yeah. it. I have watched him when I was younger, but I just never, they never gripped me then. So I know about it. I mean, it was like part of my childhood. But I've watched them over yeah. and over. I love those films. Yeah. Dun, 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 I'm here to see him and see the third dun, one and being dun, so excited. And then uh, yeah. being incredibly disappointed after. Well, when no, I was I that like age, it. it was good, but looking back, it doesn't. Yeah, look it doesn't stand up to the first one, but I love it because I'm in love with the characters at that stage. I've already seen the first one more. It's fucking, they're, they're great movies, man. I mean, look, this is entirely subjective, so yeah. it's like arguing over politics yeah. or religion. But I think, you know, you're in the kind of minority, those films. They're wonderful, but you, the thing is, those films are full of joy. Oh, <laughs> man. And so he was there sat, sat watching Dan Busters. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? He so was. <laughs> and he was loving it. It's true. Yeah. I, was, I was like... my you know what I mean? Genuinely, my, my nan had picked me up from school when I was, when I was a kid, in primary school. Right. And, and, and even watching, and you even, and watch the and even in even in secondary school, I used to go around most nights with me tea because my parents were at work, and she would always have on Dan Buster's Longest Day, Sink the Bismarck, Zulu um, Dawn, Zulu Dawn and Zulu. <laughs> That's um, my dad's favourite film. Then usually um, he's nearly seventy. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, there was usually some sort of. Oh, Night to Remember, of course, was another one of my favourites. I, I don't know that one. That's I a Titanic did. one. I know the, all the other ones. Ice Cold and Alex. <laughs> Ice Cold and Alex, that's a great film. It's basically just about this British officer who gets marooned in the desert and his whole goal is to make it back to Alexandria for a beer. Mate, there's a fucking DeLorean. It goes back in time and forwards in time. You got fucking hoverboards. Hoverboards. A bad guy that keeps turning up in all the timelines when it's the same guy but just different. And Not some fucking officer with a fucking stick up his ass wanting a beer. <laughs> you don't stick up his ass. <laughs> Look, and, and that's why. Like, that's what partly why I, I watched as a kid. I can't help it. It's just the way it is. I don't think the Back to the Future films are. I, I don't know a fan of them, but and, they're not the worst films. Yeah, he end. doesn't like the Goonies. Oh man, don't. Anyway, let's stick that to whole of it. Don't set me up. <laughs> it's but a shit film. No, the Back to the Future ends profoundly as well. The Doc says, "Your future." It hasn't happened yet. It isn't written. It's whatever you make it. So make it a good one. And then off he fucks in his time-travelling steam train fucking flying machine. <laughs> Those films rule. I went squeaky. They fucking rule. But <laughs> squeaky so, voice Steve from The Simpsons. So does the Goonie. Goonies. All right. Okay. Well, great. Wonderful. You have your child or I'll have mine. <laughs> Mine may be the man I am today. <laughs> Mine may be the man I am today. 
Explains a lot. <laughs> so let's scroll down the article a little bit, please. And um, a bizarre theory claims to link the US president to the mysterious time traveller from 2036 who came to warn the planet of an impending nuclear war. Now an image has emerged of lightning hitting Trump Tower in Chicago, which has fueled an unbelievable theory that the Donald may have harnessed the energy to run a time machine. Makes perfect sense. <laughs> Donald is John Teeter. <laughs> he is. His tower got struck by lightning, therefore he's running a time machine. That's right. So many claim that Trump had links to the Nikola Tesla... The mad scientist, in quotes. I've heard this before. Who supposedly developed crackpot theories on how to travel through time. How can Trump have links to him? They weren't even alive at the same time. He bought valuable information. I was under the impression that uh, Trump had the spear of destiny. He's got a lot of of things. (laughs) He's got a lot. How else do you explain it? And he could be John Tito. Maybe a lot of people did send in their photographs with their votes. That was Basiago. Oh, fuck. Um, Tito's just here for a 1978 IBM circuit board which contained the codes to riches maybe that's my um, so, that's um, my take the scientist's time travel theory was largely ignored and Donald Trump's uncle John Trump also claimed his work had nothing of value when he was charged with examining it can you scroll down that please right? yep Distracted by the cat, sorry. <laughs> Chester is in the room, the show cat. I forgot he was outside. I've been out for hours. You can hear him banging on the mic cable. And it's been raining, so I'm feeling a bit guilty. Um, Tester's work was mainly involved with harnessing electric energy, and many believe that John Trump may have found plans to work a theoretical time machine. Now, a photograph of lightning hitting Trump Tower on a crucial day during the... Do- Why do they keep referring to him as the Donald in this? <laughs> It's not, that's not me, listener. That's the, I'm reading the article verbatim. Um, the Donald's campaign has fueled speculation that he was successful in creating Tester's time machine and altering the course of the election. The bizarre theory, which recently appeared in a 4chan forum, claims to be a compelling explanation for Donald Trump's shock victory in the election last year. You know what, why it was a shock victory? Well, I'll tell you why he won. It's because he went up against the fucking... The Hillary. He went up against the He went up against the world's most corrupt woman and managed... And, and he pretended to be... John Everyman, didn't he? He pretended to be for the people. John Tita, you mean? Yeah. John Everyman Tita. That's his wrestling name. <laughs> think, think about the stuff that he ran on. Think about the stuff that he ran on. He ran on getting out of the wars. What has he done? Not got out of the wars. Not got out of the wars. I forget Building a wall. Building a wall. Has he built a wall? No. Has he bollocks? Yeah, and if no. he does it, I'll have to use migrant labour. Oh, another, the another one. booming. Is he John Tita? The economy isn't booming. I, they said it was on the news. Yeah, they're lying because... The stock market's going um, up, but the average... You can hear the cat attacking the sofa. <laughs> Mike, Mike has it's a new sofa stashed in the corner, and um, the cat is, is using it as a giant scratching post. I had, a, it I had like an interesting... <laughs> my, my dad, you know, my dad is like a, he's a very, very Tory man. Even okay. though he's working class, he's a devout Tory, and he says, Oh, uh, I see our national surplus is the biggest we've ever had, or biggest we've had in years. And I went, national debt's like got up four times, is this... It's like four times more than it was. And he's like, oh, um, well, I haven't heard that. So he sent me the link to say, oh, yeah, here's our... So I sent him a link back saying, oh, our national debt has quadrupled on the tourists. Mm-hmm. And I said, so where's the money going then? And he never replied. And he's never mentioned it since. I bet. <laughs> 
But is Donald Trump John Teeter? Does he have... Yeah, why the fuck not? Why the fuck not? Come on, I like this idea. This is cool, because I have heard the conspiracy before. I couldn't remember it till they went over it here. I have heard that conspiracy before, that Trump's dad had vital information, documents from Tesla that he kept uh, very safe and they were passed on to Donald. Uh, and so somehow Donald has some secrets. Uh, I didn't know it was time travel. But how does a timeline work then? Because if you've got Donald's uncle, John, who got hold of these Tesla documents... Mm. Yeah. Passed on so, to his brother. So passed on to his brother, who's passed on to his son. How can, John, how can the Donald... Maybe they be John Teeter when he's from 2036 and Donald Trump's been around forever. Mm. Oh, he's yeah. been well documented as being there's here. I mean, he's in Home Alone 2, for fuck's sake. There's a hole in it. There is a or hole in it. Maybe John Teeter just comes back to advise. That's why Trump don't give a fuck. Because he's got future advice. Future power. Yeah. Space Force. That's future why Force. So, that's, that's why he's so um, Future Force, yeah, like time. That's the next thing. He's going to have Future Force. Have you seen the movie with Jean-Claude Van Damme, Time Cop? It's going to be real. Time cops. You commit a crime in the past. We're coming for you. Time cops. Future force. Future force. You're going to call it future force. Go future into, force. Go, they're going to go and invade the future to make the past more prosperous. It will be. We will make the past great again. <laughs> future force. <laughs> and the future. And now, all of it. <laughs> it's gonna be great. <laughs> gonna be huge. <laughs> huge. Great. Future Force. Uh, so you yeah. have Jean Claude Van Damme's number. <laughs> is it, oh no, it's Seagal that's in Russia, isn't it? So he's not Van Damme. Yeah. Um, can we just scroll down a little bit, please, yeah. and finish the article off? Is I that like really causing a noise on the microphone? Oh, it's not too loud. We won't. Too it, I can hear it on the headphones, but even if the listener can hear it, I'm look, it's for real. The cat is. The cat loves this new sofa. He's he's going. Nuts. It's like a fucking personal climbing frame for him. <laughs> Scratching post. Get off. Uh, uh, this is the show way cat. This is the show look, cat. This is Chester. Say hello, Chester. We're working hello. class. We're semi-professional broadcasters, broadcast journalists at best. So you know, but you know, amateur just, at best. Hey, come on. You, you don't listen to us for the um, audio quality. It's for the, the gold standard content. What were we babbling about? Uh, Donald Trump being John Teeter. <laughs> well, maybe he's not John Teeter, but maybe he does have time travel technology passed down from Tesla. We don't know. If anyone had the money, it's the Trump family to turn those And uh, that's diagrams. why he's gone bankrupt three times. Yes, he's just he's all the, build this machine. Pumping all the money into the time yes. machine. <laughs> Oh and I man! Bet Tony Blair wishes he had that Tony. Saint Tony. Tony. Saint Tony. Yeah. Well, we established last time that yeah. he's innocent. Uh, allegedly. You'd have to listen to the last episode to that list. Last episode to know why. Um. So, let's just finish the article off. And uh, so, Tesla apparently explored fantastical theories on free energy, anti gravity, and invisibility. After three days of looking at the notes, John Trump published a report saying he'd not found anything which was not speculative, philosophical, or somewhat promotional in character. But, conspiracy nuts claim Trump's Uncle John found designs for a time machine which required electrical energy. The theory goes that John Trump handed the information on to the president-to-be Donald Trump. On the night of the GOP nomination, when Trump was confirmed as a Republican to run for president in the United States, lightning struck his tower in Chicago during a storm. Well... Many claimed in the 4chan forum that this proves, I assume conclusively proves, 
that Trump harnessed the power of this lightning storm and tinkered around with time on the night that he was nominated on March 15th, 2016. And I that's why been so fucked up since then. But I very much doubt Trump has got the, the, the intelligence to tinker around with He's the timelines. the money to pay... Be- Look. He's still got to go back and do it himself, though. He's got to put himself in the seat, hasn't he? This way everything's been all screwy and weird since. one to be fair, that's when it all went to shit, didn't it? No, no, yeah, no, but no, man, yeah. it's been particularly bizarre. Since oh, it has, this yeah. Fucking, it come has. On. It has. Uh, it's, a, it's a whole new fucking notch. It's absurd. Isn't it? It's reached absurdity levels since he's been in power. It has. I'll give so you that. I think this could have been, and also it could have been a combination of this and the what's it called, the Hadron Collider. That's. I like that idea actually. That when they powered that up, it did yeah. actually sort of push us into some parallel dimension that we just didn't with know reality about. A little yeah. bit. Shifted us over a little. Yeah. Off our axis. Mandela effect. Yeah, we do, we've discussed that. That's, and that's shifting over to another. I forgot what no. the Mandela effect is. I'm joking. It's, it's a Mandela effect joke. It didn't work. Moving <laughs> on, it fell flat. It was. Uh, it's just people misremembering things. I'm, I can't. I yeah. can't go with Mandela effect. I just. I just can't. I just... Um, well, but I Hopkins film. Fucking aliens! I'm telling you. I can go with Donald Trump having access to a time no, machine I'll, that was designed yeah. by Tesla. I I can buy this one. Oh, it might it. not have worked. He might have just powered it up and nothing happened. But it fu- it didn't do what it was supposed to do. But it fucked with reality somewhat a little bit, you know. I'll go with it because it's fun, and that's what conspiracy theories are meant to be. Yeah, exactly. I like so this one. It's it, fun. It'd be yeah, an I'll awesome movie. All right. Hey, yeah. It would. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. So, let's move on to the last kind of a uh, little bit of official government. Uh, time travel program, the Montauk Project, and uh, the two brothers at the heart of it. What if time travel has already happened? If you ask Al Bielik and his brother, Duncan Cameron, they tell you that time travel is possible because they've done it. Their apparent journey into the distant future allegedly took place in 1943, and they've got some, and I'm going to add the quotes, evidence to back up their story. Now, I'll give you a little bit of background here. Al Bielik was the first guy to come out about the Philadelphia experiment. Mm-hmm. He fell off the boat as it was jumped across realities, or t- teleported is a better word, um, and ended up in the US in the 19, uh, early 1970s. With no memory, and he basically traced t- his himself back and found out he was called Al Bielik. Duncan Cameron is some bloke that came out a bit later and went... I'm his brother, and I was on the Philadelphia experiment ship too, and um, I fell off as well. Oh, how convenient. And Al Bielik, I suppose, doesn't really have much choice other to go with it. <laughs> I suppose so. Uh, yeah. well, because he's backing up his story, mm. but if he turns around and says, no, that's bollocks, he can turn around and say, no, well, he's lying, and, this is what, and then he can launch into his own little fairy tale. So I don't think Al has much choice to go with it because it confirms his claim. I guess it's the same when that guy and the, the two time-travelling people we did a few episodes yes. ago. Yes. And he pretended to be, well, I said he, that he was him from the future. Yeah, even though he was considerably taller. <laughs> <laughs> well, we established earlier, you're my dad from the past. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, so, time but, travel it's screwy. But wouldn't you have? Wouldn't if you were Duncan Cameron? I'd, I'd have turned. If I was Duncan, I'd turn. I am his brother. I was on the. Uh, I think it was the USS Norfolk. Was um, was the ship uh, in the Philadelphia experiment? I could be wrong, listeners. I do apologise if, if I am. Um, 
off the top of my head, I can't remember. And so, um, and I go, right, yeah, I was on the ship too. I fell off the boat as well. And uh, also, Al owes me ten thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Let's remember Al. Yeah, remember that bet we had, Al. Yeah, that was yeah. yeah. I fucking milked it. But remember, anyway. we bet you that my cock was twenty-five inches long. Remember, Al. <laughs> <laughs> remember. Oh, yeah. Yes. Of course, I remember. Yeah. It happened three weeks in the the future. I said, ah, oh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Come on. Yeah. I'm not buying this one. I'm down for John Tita. So, um, I've anyway, just been randomly they in contrarian. Alan Duncan's story started in 1943 on Montauk, Long Island. There, the Montauk Air Force Station was allegedly developing psychological warfare techniques that included studying the concept of time travel. The brothers were aboard the USS, uh, the USS Eldridge, I do apologise, uh, a top-secret naval ship that supposedly turned itself invisible and teleported around the world. Didn't men appear half, like, fused into walls in that one and stuff? Yes, allegedly. Yeah. And there wasn't no next Files episode where everyone aged really fast. Yes, so that was something... It's an uh, early one. There was a, they're on a ship, weren't they? They're on a ship and they did the Philadelphia thing. It was the salt, wasn't it, or something? Or, or something. Yeah, I, I can't remember. Yeah. I remember the, the, there was the, the thing about, ooh, we've done the Philadelphia experiment again and everyone's got really old all of a sudden. So if that wasn't crazy enough, Alan Duncan claimed they, oh, sorry, they jumped off the ship late one evening... And instead of landing in the water, they travelled to the year 2137. That's a hell of a swim. It is. Oh. <laughs> it's more than your gold swimmer's badge. <laughs> <laughs> when they arrived, they spent six full weeks lying in hospital beds, recovering from intense radiation poisoning. There were no medical staff at the hospital, and they had no clue where the building was located. Apparently, the futuristic medical system that was treating their injuries used vibrations and light. Ah, there were televisions lined the rooms were playing educational and news programming and that was where the brothers learned some very shocking things around the, about the world. First thing they learned that climate change had significantly altered the geography of the United States. The water level had risen around Florida and reduced it to the panhandle only. Likewise, Atlanta, Georgia and now only three miles from the ocean. The Mississippi River became an inland waterway and the Great Lakes had all merged into one massive body of water. The brothers were also shocked to learn the Earth's magnetic poles had started to shift. Thankfully, there was an artificial pole structure that was built to prevent the collapse and reversal of the North and South Poles. That would have destroyed all life on Earth, but no, it wouldn't. That doesn't... I don't know about that. I haven't really looked into it. I've heard pole shifts do occur, but yeah. it's not like the Earth tips over. Um, so war had also broken out all across the globe. The Russians went to war with China and the United States was involved in a devastating conflict with several European countries. No. A number of major US cities were destroyed and the infrastructure of the government completely collapsed. But one of the most startling pieces of information the brothers supposedly learned was that the entire world's population had been reduced to 300 million people. That's what the elite want. Uh, the Georgia Guidestones? Mm. I, I think that... Do they say a billion or...? Uh, there is a specific number there. There is, they do give a specific number. The United States housing 50 million of those 300 million. So now here's where this brother's story gets even more bizarre. After spending six weeks in the hospital bed in the year 2137, Al claims he inexplicably left his brother behind and travelled to the year 2749, where he <laughs> remained for two whole years. Here he described great floating cities that could be moved to different parts of the earth. 
He also said that everything was controlled by a synthetic intelligence computer system that ran the entire world, Internet Things. Mm. No form of government existed, and a huge crystalline floating computer structure communicated with people telepathically. Oh, wow. The society was completely socialistic, and every living person had their basic needs for survival taken care of. Sounds like an acid trip for real. That is, <laughs> it's what? one hell of a fucking trip. That's that'd be a hell of a metal song as well, wouldn't it? Do you think they're just having radiation fever dreams? <laughs> we bow to the floating crystal master. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! We bow to the floating crystal master. Love it, man. It's pretty fucking metal, man. <laughs> it fucking is. Uh, wow. Just puts thoughts in your head, doesn't it? It's like you know. Hey, you should go and eat now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I hope I can set your reminders for TV shows on a watch. TV won't exist, man. It would just be... No, because there's TV... Oh, no, we're using... The, in the hospital, there was TVs lying the walls. Uh, he's come back from there. Just, it, it, it would just transport the images directly, directly to your, your head. brain, man. You'd be like, I want to watch... Uh, I want to watch episode six of Blackadder epi- season three. Well, that's it just boom it in your head. Will it exist well, in yeah. the giant crystal? Will it contain all knowledge that's it ever would. been known? It would. So every episode yeah, of Blackadder. Yeah. It'll be a veritable um, so like modern day. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. Yeah, fucking love that film. And start, it, in time. And yeah. start it at 21 minutes in. <laughs> so what if it's them. enslaving us though? And it's just like, no, you will see the images of work. And then you're just like, ah, then you just keep mining. Well, there, is, there is a danger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a literal veritable um, library of Alexandria. So all of humanity's collective mm. experiences stored in it. That'd it's be just awesome. feeding off. It? It's, um, it's just Cassandra. We're yeah. telepathically sucking the um, electrical energy from our minds. We're batteries just keeping it afloat and alive as it communicates outwards from planet yeah. to the galaxy. We're just batteries. We're Enslaving yeah, so the entire universe. Yeah. So you've just wow. got like a cable in the back of your head. No, I was just doing telepathy, absorbing yeah, your energy. Keeping your docile. Mm. I imagine that like, he's got these tubes and he's got people on the end of it. It's just sucking them dry. No, because the tubes get tangled up. <laughs> as you go to your daily Can I attach the tube to my penis? <laughs> but the tubes get tangled up during your day-to-day activities. No, oh, you're, you're still just sat in a there. tube. You're literally a battery. No, no, you're not, you're oh, it's the Matrix there. then? Yeah. yeah, yeah oh, right. You're just sucking all the blood oh, and the guts. Yeah, but in this, everyone's trotting around. Yeah, most people are. Just the people who are perhaps... Do something bad. They're sentenced to. Uh, oh, that's your punishment. Could be. That's quite. Well, you don't agree with the. You don't agree with the. I death don't. I didn't say I agree with it. I didn't say. It's, it's, I'm, I know. I'm, no, I'm you're saying that. Yeah. Utopia. Innocent. Not oh. dystopia. <laughs> <laughs> well. So after hours' time in 20, 2749, he was transported back to twenty one thirty seven to pick up his brother in the hospital, and the two of them then returned to nineteen forty three. Many people call this entire story a hoax, but Alan Duncan has sworn that everything they've told people was true. But then you get the whole Montauk project where they're sending kids back through time using alien back and so back and forward through time using alien technology, which was um, I'm just going to phrase it as a dildo chair. You okay. are <laughs> a <laughs> chair kids on with dildo a dildo chair. Yes, there was a lot. <laughs> no, my genuine. The Montauk stop before you carry on. The Montauk project. These guys <laughs> said they're involved in involved that. Children and dildo chairs. Yeah, because it was the the um, energies perver- inspired the, uh, the got the alien technology to work. 
Genuinely, that is true. I'm not making what, that up. I'm not saying coming from Vet. you read it somewhere. I read it and their story about the Montauk Project. I mean, that's proper paedophilic alien yeah, stuff, it is. isn't it? It is, it is absolutely, which which makes you wonder why these people, and you can go and watch this on YouTube. What are you watching? No, no, no. What? Let what me finish. Kids let me, let, me, me, let me finish what I was saying. You can go and watch people who said they were to the Montauk Project and all go on about that. And I'm telling you, that is what this story involves. We'll do an entire episode on it at some point, oh, and I promise you... Dildo chairs get you back to the future? It's not as good as a DeLorean, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. But I'm Wait telling you... Wait till the dildo chair goes look, 88 miles an hour. All right, I'll tell you what. <laughs> 88 RPM. 88 RPM. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but when you reach <laughs> when you reach peak orgasm, it sends you into the it's a future. You know, like you're actually not that far away from where they thought that thing worked. <laughs> really? Yeah. Fuck you into the future. <laughs> but I tell you what, I will we'll settle this. My next pick will be the Montour Project, and you two can watch it. I'm not doing dildo chasing. <laughs> and there you go, <laughs> because um, it's that is that's how... not a good business idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's the U.S. government abducting children from the streets to put into this project. You know, there's like a that's three big. exactly. There's like three million children go missing a year in America, and a lot of them, when that was on, ended up in the Montauk project. Oh, fucked to death by the dildo chair. Going getting sent through time, coming back with their legs, stuff and like 88, that. And like you know, the DeLorean. <laughs> His tyres went on fire, so what happens on the bottom of the dildo chair? <laughs> you can go into the future, but you will get some anal burning. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, genuinely, boys, I'm telling you, what's that's the point how it sending somebody into the future? He's been fucked into <laughs> Well, take it up with Al Bielik and Duncan Cooper, because they're the ones that are selling this shit. <laughs> oh, Lord. Take Fuck it up with them, too. Well, we'll discuss it if we do the monotone. Oh, man. I wasn't expecting to talk about it. The whole thing's pretty fucking twisted, to be fair. Yeah, you don't say. I mean, you can you can go onto YouTube and you can you can you can see for, former members of the Project Montauk <laughs> talking about it, and like some have got tears in their eyes and they're crying, <laughs> and, and some and some have got like and some are like I'll be like a Duncan Cameron couldn't give couldn't give a fuck. Like, it's the the story. <laughs> <laughs> and they were called the Montauk Boys. Was the uh, the, the, the code for the uh, children that were taken? <laughs> Man, you're laughing about that shit. You guys are fucking twisted. I'm, I'm in genuine shock about it. Uh, if, if the only way to get into the future involves a dildo yeah, chair, I'm not I interested. Don't go. I don't well, want to look at the dinosaurs anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm telling you, that was the Montauk Project. <laughs> no, I don't want to be sorry. It's not your favourite dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got I'm going to do time on a dildo chair, mate. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, the only way to fly. Uh, <laughs> oh man. Whew. <laughs> So oh. that's time traveling, boys. <laughs> 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 Go 
that's his doing. Oh my word. Oh man. I, f- I didn't think that would be the way they got you to the future. Yeah. <laughs> What's the dildo got to do with it? It's something to do with the energy created during that thing. I heard David Icke say something about that. Anal rape creates an energy. <laughs> do something with no mic. I'm serious. <laughs> I've left so hard my nose hurts. Oh, yeah, but... So... <laughs> Should we talk about it? I'm going to bomb you into the future, boy. <laughs> 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 I'm literally going to fuck you so hard you'll wake up in 2137. <laughs> <laughs> and you won't know what's fucking it yet. <laughs> Gee, Doc, that's heavy. It would have been a whole different film. It would have been a different film, would it? Get on the chair, Marty! <laughs> I don't fucking don't want him, Doug. No wonder he's got Parkinson's now, isn't it? <laughs> fucking chair rattled in that arse. <laughs> fucking stop shaking. Gas, oh gas. I took it too far. Martin McFly is, is not Michael J. Fox no. in real life. It's, oh. it's just... Because I'm pointing that out. The film wasn't a documentary. Oh, man. Well... He was just method acting, wasn't he? All I can say is... (laughs) (laughs) I stick to my original statement earlier. The DeLorean's still my favourite time machine. (laughs) I don't want to go on the dildo chair from the Montauk project. (laughs) Fuck you into the future, boy. (laughs) Well, Montauk project coming up soon, folks. (laughs) You can learn all about that. Excellent. Jesus. Well, have we got any more on time travel? I think we're pretty much done on time travel. Apart from the movies. Um, oh, hang I'm, on. I I'm, wanted to read that Hitler quote. Oh, book. yes. Yeah, read, read the uh, the Hitler quote. The Hitler, Hitler quote. <laughs> the Hitler, yeah. Hitler article. Because it always comes up, doesn't it, when people are doing uh, time travel things. Would you? Could you go back and kill baby Hitler? Do you think you could? It, uh, it depends on what ramifications are going to be in the future, doesn't well, it? Even doesn't comes it? up on Deadpool too, but I don't mm. think I could even kill him. But anyway, uh, time travellers, please don't kill Hitler. And this is from uh, theguardian.com. In almost any science fiction scenario involving time travel, the default action is to kill Hitler. As terrible a human being as he was, there are many reasons why this probably isn't a good idea. You don't say. Well, I don't know why. You probably do be in history, guys. If you found yourself suddenly gaining access to a time machine, what's the first thing you'd do? If you said, kill Adolf Hitler, then congratulations, you're a science fiction character. Actually, the whole access to a time machine thing suggested that already. But the desire to kill Hitler clinches it. Any time-travelling sci-fi character, at least ones created by Western society, seem to want to kill Hitler. So much so that there's a trope about how it's impossible. I would go back in time and stop Madonna going into pop music. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that could change things inexplicably though could you actually oh that's it I'll go from there could you actually kill another human being despite what pop culture, in, pop culture implies humans generally aren't disposed to killing each other this isn't an absolute of course abstract thinking about homicide is relatively common and many humans end up taking the lives of others due to complex circumstances such as brutal upbringings or environments or possibly psychiatric illnesses, and of course, some people are just evil. It seems challenging to reconcile these motivations with the mentality that plans to kill Hitler as an altruistic act. But let's assume you are willing to killing one to save millions of others. Of all history to visit, 
and your first port of call invokes killing. Fine, whatever. When do you kill Hitler? As a child, Hitler hadn't done anything monstrous enough to warrant his murder. So would you be willing to take his life then? What do you reckon? It's interesting because alters the timeline. You're going back. Let's say you appear in front of baby Hitler. Can you kill that baby? then alters the timeline in some way. And maybe in on some level, in some way, that his timeline doesn't go that way. Maybe he doesn't become leader of the Nazi yeah, party. Yeah, I was asking you, can you do it morally? Can you look ethically? at that baby so and if, shoot so it? The question is then, if I turn up in the maternity ward of uh, some Austrian hospital and baby, baby Adolf is there, yeah. I can't well, shoot it in the face. Well, whatever. Right? With a laser gun. Nah, it's going to be a, a fucking Magnum 45. Oh, all right, fair enough. From this distance, baby head. <laughs> this gun could take no, your little baby head no, clean off. Surely it'd have to be one no, of the if, German pistols. What, what's the famous German pistol? Or Luger. Luger. That's it, Luger. Poetic irony. Yes. Mm. Nah, but uh, actually, Hitler didn't own a Luger, he owned uh, Walter. Kill him with one of them. They were gold chased. Yeah. Jab it in the baby's eye. <laughs> so, you do it? the question is so, baby Hitler's there, mm-hmm. and I do it, and that doesn't cause the Second World War, and the timelines aren't altered, so the Russians... This, are, do you? So I don't know that. I'm not going to well, do it then. Nobody could know, could they? Well, I'm not going to do it then, because the I don't know what's going to happen. Okay, millions you could of people. do it if you knew it was going to happen. Yeah. How about if, this might be complicating it, if you had two chances, like you could say, I'll kill him, see what happens in the future, and if it ain't, if I don't like it, like they did in Back to the Future 2, yeah, you yeah, go right. back yeah, to yeah, the original yeah. incident and then restuff yourself from shooting baby yeah. Hitler and yeah. put it all back to normal. A la the great Back to the Future. So, um, it's, but, it's not exactly a... a, a uh, uh, an, an individual story amongst time travel though, is it going, going back to interfere with what you did before to stop the future happening because it went wrong is not well, exactly the tunes an, an uncommon trope anyway I'd do it if if that was an option well no I'm saying that and like that article is pointing out I, it's easy to say that but the reality of even knowing I could save millions of lives can I still point a gun at a little ah, baby's head and go whoo because not, them millions aren't going to know I did it. They aren't going to know I saved them from a death that never happened. All their descendants and all that. And mm. You actually were a bit more overcrowding then, haven't you? Because, uh, mm. you know, you've got another 50 million people died in the First World War. Maybe we needed World War Two. So, so, Second World War, yeah. So, 50 million people died in the Second World War. 50 or 60, actually, I think. One of the two. It's a lot of people to have descendants at the end of the day, isn't it? Let's let's quadruple that as a... Imagine if then you shot the baby, but instantly you started to dissolve because because World War II didn't happen, your grandparents never met. It's Uh, quite possible. Yeah. A lot of people would cease to exist instantly because if the war didn't happen, they would have never met. Uh, So you yourself as the shooter could fire the bullet and disappear. Might um, Infinity War out of there Mm. in a cloud of dust. I wouldn't do it. I couldn't. I, I, I don't know I don't if it take a life, whoever it was. To save millions. Mm. But I've got a better idea. Go back in time, turn Hitler into some kind of massive hippie. The Third Reich is some kind of paradise. <laughs> ah. But you got the Third Reich through conflict. What do you, uh, well, the Third Reich won't exist, but Hitler will grow up to be an all right bloke. Yeah. It could be... That, oh, that's a better solution than shooting him in the face. Well done, Mike. That <laughs> is. Yeah. It genuinely mm-hmm. is. Yeah, kidnap him. But, you know, Clockwork orange with happy images. <laughs> That's it. 
Transformers, <laughs> robots in. No, because when he gets just convinced, Megatron's all right, guy. Early on. Yeah, yeah. Like that fucking two month year old in Indonesia for me. It'll have two month old Hitler on the gun. He'll yeah, <laughs> never well, fucking get it. He'll be well chilled in by the time 1914 rocks <laughs> Exactly. He won't be joining no war or no political parties. Do a student exchange, Jamaica, get him over there. <laughs> Encourage his artwork. Yeah. Get him into that Vienna School of Arts. Bribe the fucking guy. Hey, Hitler man, you got any of that badass gun you had last week? <laughs> yes, man. <laughs> you like the smoke? Yeah, it'd be great. We could change history. It's better than shooting him in the face. Unless it? he started to ground down the bones of Jews and smoke that. That's right. <laughs> oh, fuck. That got, that got grimdark all of a fucking sudden, didn't it? <laughs> Fucking hell! <laughs> <laughs> well, it could be. Could be just that he's just an evil man. No matter what you do, he's still going to kill Jews. Yeah, that's very true. But you never know. But it's worth a try. It's better than shooting him. Maybe just slap him hard enough to give him brain damage. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, so you don't kill him. You just because their heads are soft. You could just. <laughs> Just, just slap it hard enough to, you know, <laughs> rattle his little brain around a bit. Fuck just just so his legs don't work right anyway. So you're saying that making baby Hitler disabled <laughs> is, is more merciful than me turning up with a laser gun and blowing his face off. Yeah, She's got a lifetime of, lifetime of difficulties on a quick kill. I'm the more humane in this scenario. It's great irony though, isn't it? I mean, that's what he did to disable, but he killed them, didn't he? Yeah, you know I mean? yeah so, exactly. There you go. What about if you do the disabling and I rock up two minutes later and shoot? From a different future. A different future. Yeah. Well, I just had to go back to then stop you from shooting him, wouldn't I? And then I'd nod to myself and go, "Well done." And I'd be in there well first, done. absconding to Jamaica. Yeah. Come with me, I'll save you. It's too late, I already slapped him. He won't even be able to spell ganja. <laughs> I'll just go back before I get there, set up a complex series of traps, yeah. and fuck off. Traps like, like a mouse. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'll just go back and kill his father on the night of conception. There we go, that's simple enough. That's easy. Yeah. Beat him to death, an innocent... Well, With his own innocent. shoe. There you go. Is the father of Hitler in an, an innocent man? Oh, that's a different question. Yeah. You could just go back in time and make his father a Jaffa. <laughs> Put him in a cup really hard. Well, I was thinking, like, I don't know. Cut it up. St- chemical stitch, castration. Stitch uranium into his underpants. <laughs> <laughs> or you could just chemically castrate him. Or chemically just castrate kill him. him. That's, isn't that more humane? <laughs> just chop his balls. Most <laughs> ambitious triple tap. Just appear out of nowhere. Cut his balls off and then just disappear. Oh, and make Mrs. Yeah. Hitler eat them. It's the crotch goblin. <laughs> Oh, the Crunch Goblin! <laughs> the time travelling goblin that steals people's balls. <laughs> you should write that book. <laughs> Kids book. <laughs> oh. Wow. It's a oh. Crunch Goblin, oh. <laughs> He's, He's taking my cojones. <laughs> Why'd you go to Mexico? <laughs> he just travels around, everyone knows him differently. Oh. He's obviously in Mexico is El Crutch Gobleno. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. I think we've covered time travel. <laughs> yeah. I don't feel the need to sum up, really. 
Oh, one no. last thing I wanted to... Could you get that picture up that tells you the three different types? I don't think we covered it. Us covered in three different ah. types of time travel movies. Yes, very good. Oh, we have some time travel movies as well. Oh, some yeah. of my favourites. Well, you guys have got Yeah, got some. Then we'll wrap it up and then we'll do it. We'll finish off as usual. But I thought this was quite... Um, so, um, I'll get closer so I can see it. A fixed timeline. That is when... Parties travel back in time. The future they left cannot be changed. All events remain as fixed points in time. The actions of the traveller in the past have already become part of history. This is known as the Novi something self-consistency principle. For example, say you travel back in order to kill Adolf Hitler as a baby in order to prevent WW2. You replace him with an orphan baby so that the family will not notice. You travel back to the future and the replaced baby grows up to become Adolf Hitler himself. As seen in films like The Terminator, Harry Potter 3 and 12 Monkeys. So that's a fixed timeline. Yeah. And there's a dynamic timeline. Altered events in the past have definite impacts on the present. For example... If you travel back in time and kill your grandfather, you also prevent your own birth and your eventual trip back in time. In turn, your grandfather is never killed and you are born again, only to go back in time and kill your grandfather anyway. This loop continues infinite, infinitely and creates a paradox, as seen in Back to the Future. Yeah, great. The great. And then the third time of time... Uh, time? Time <laughs> of time travel. Type of time travel. Thank you. Is the multiverse. Ooh. The concept of a multiverse supports alternate timelines in an infinite number of parallel universes. Travelling into the past causes a new over uh, a virgin timeline from the first. Because of this, the traveller can do anything with impunity and only the new timeline will be affected. For example, if you travel back in time and kill all your grandparents, nothing happens, there is no paradox, you have simply created a new timeline in which you will not exist. But in the original timeline, it's unaffected. However, you cannot return to your own original timeline. As seen in Terminator 2 and 3, Star Trek, and Rick and Morty. I was going to say Rick and Morty, yeah. yeah. That's the one I go for. Uh, That's probably the most fun of them all, isn't it? That's the one I think is more logical. Yeah. It's a multi we live in a multiverse. I, I would go for multiverse rather than a fixed timeline. Mm. or. A... That's my favourite. Yeah, I'll go with that too. And I don't like the idea that there's a multiple universe or I'm, you know, got yes, different shit going on. Yes, we know. We've heard all about your multiverse fantasies. All right. <laughs> <laughs> His ego could fill multiverses. Top five oh, time travel films, yeah. Right, well, I've got well, more uh, than top, I've got more than five. Are yours all black and white? No. <laughs> I didn't put them in any order. I just thought, I sort of, uh, thought of some favourite ones and um, got more than five. I couldn't, I couldn't on, send Paulie back. So, uh, Terminator and Terminator Two, yeah. can't, can't yeah. put them apart. Any of the Terminator movies, really, but them two are the best. Well, mm -hmm. yeah, they're most bad. Uh, time Cop, obviously. Classic. Mm -hmm. uh, X Men Days. Time Cop. Fucking love it. Nineties classic. X Men Days of Future Past. Good. Yeah. Movie. Love that movie. It's a good film. Edge of Tomorrow. Good yeah. movie. Yeah. Yep. Recently enjoyed it a lot. That is a fucking great movie. It's really good. Yeah. Um, Army of Darkness, bit of time travel. Okay, okay. The ending, he does wake up in a destroyed London, doesn't he? Okay, yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah. Okay. 
Bill and Ted. Yeah. Oh. Excellent adventure. I think Bogus Gin is better. What number I am think, I thinking? I think Bogus Gin. 69, dude! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I do I think... I like number two with the robots. Yeah, I do think Bogus Journey is a better film, mm. but Excellent Adventure, great time travel movie. Oh, yeah. Part three is coming out. It is. Yeah, it is. Wait. I quite like the... Have you heard the alleged... Not alleged. <laughs> but the plot line's supposedly going to be... actually sounds quite interesting. So, they're in their 50s. Remember, they were supposed to write a song that brought peace to the galaxy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're in their 50s, they've got kids, jobs, and they still haven't wrote the fucking song. So it's basically like, they've finally got to get their shit together, you know, and get write this fucking song, man. Oh, we're going to see a young Rufus, though. That'd be Rufus in real life. Yeah, it's George Carlin, but yeah, we'll we'll see a younger Rufus, maybe. Maybe, yeah. But um, it sounds pretty... I'm, I'm up for it. I'll go and watch it. I love them watch first it. two films. Yeah. Man. I do think Bogus Journey is better, though. Mm. Yeah, I actually haven't watched them for a long time. I think I'll go back to those films. We watched Bogus Journey not long ago. Yeah, well, I think it's on Netflix, actually. Oh, awesome. Uh, 12, 12 Monkeys. 12 Monkeys, good love film. Love that film. Yeah, um, yeah that's, those are my favourite uh, time travel movies. I know you guys love Back to the Future. Yeah. I've probably missed a few. The list's not comprehensive. Not on your list. I got the time machine, the original. Oh, that's right. Yeah, nineteen sixty. Yeah, I've got that in there. Back to the Future one and two. Yeah, that's Twelve Monkeys. You mentioned that. Uh, Donny Darko is not a bad little film. Yeah, that's a good film. No, very strange, no. but it's yeah. time travel. Terminator one and two. Prime and there's a film called Prime that was quite good. I, think. I haven't seen that. Yeah. Looper's a good one. That's not a bad film. I haven't seen that either. That's Bruce Willis Looper. Oh, I may have seen yeah. that actually. Pretty good, some Netflix. Thing. And uh, Hot Tub Time Machine. Oh, hey. fuck, I'm gonna forget Hot Tub Time Machine. I love that film. Oh, I, I even love the second one. I haven't seen it. The I'm second sorry. one's a bit dodgy. Oh, I like the second one. I haven't seen it. Where you get uh, the alternate Lou's coming, coming through it. Awesome. And one's, <laughs> one's Patriot Lou, and he's like an American Revolutionary soldier. It's yep, Patriot Lou! Lou <laughs> but I will I'll get around to it. And Lou, he's a fucking bald guy. The one that uses the time machine to explode. I haven't watched them. You haven't seen either of them? No. Oh, they've seen the first one? No. Oh, man. Sorry. It's awesome. The Violator. I'll put it on the list. And the best time travelling film ever, Masters of the Universe. Oh. oh. Where they end up in a, a, a high school in the 1980s because we ran out of fucking money. <laughs> we could only afford 10 minutes of Skeletor's house in Eternia. And then, oh, look, we're, we're running around with Courtney Cox at a high school disco. And a warehouse. What the actual fuck? I still love that movie. I still love it. The little dwarf thing freaks me out. I used to have it on VHS original. Yeah. It's quite expensive. I was looking yeah. at it on Blu-ray the other day, but it was an import. And I was like, oh, I don't want that. I can't believe no one's mentioned Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 Turtles in Time. Uh, well, yeah, maybe. Where they go back to the Samurai Times. I did mention it earlier, but it's not in my top film. <laughs> it's the worst of the three uh, Turtles films from the original, excuse me, I belched, 90s movies. But um, it has its place. I like it. There's some uh, stuff. The time travel doesn't make much sense in that one. The magic scepter just replaces people, but their clothes don't come with them, but the Walkman did. But their clothes, they change clothes. Like, she appeared in Samurai clothes, and they appeared in Western clothes. But, minor quibbles. (laughs) Great film. All right, take your word for it. That's kind of it. The Terminator films, Back to the Future. Yeah, I concur. So that's time travel, ladies and gents. Or was it? Or was mm. it? It will be. Or will it be? <laughs> Maybe. 
potentially in an alternate universe. It is. Yeah. Let's do some weird news. Wales Online. A man defecated in front of a house and then punched the owner in Penarth. <laughs> Well, as you're half Welsh, Gaz, we'll, we'll go to you for this one. <laughs> well, thank you. There have been two incidents of people defecating in front of houses in Penarth. Oh dear. Police in Penarth have issued a warning after a string of people defecating outside people's houses. The incidents of antisocial behaviour have been happening on Rectory Road Lane. Rectory Road! Rectory Road! According to South Wales Police, there have been a number of incidents of antisocial behaviour reported. In the lane over the past month, a 63-year-old man was given a caution for assault after punching a man who confronted him about defecating outside the man's house. That's <laughs> uh, adding insult to it. Is it? What are you shooting outside my house for? Smack! Fuck it up. In another incident, a 41-year-old man who defecated outside a house in the lane was given an antisocial behaviour refer referral and a banning letter from using the lane. As a latrine. I mean, these are, I thought it was going to be kids. It's 63 and 41. <laughs> are three teenagers have also been given an antisocial behaviour? After order. they urinated. No, that's different. They I've haven't done stepped that up yet. I've done that before. And, quote, Who hasn't pissed up an house before? Urinating and defecating in public is unsightly and blights the image of the town. Yeah, well, you got to piss, you got to piss. Yeah, I've pissed all over the place, but I've never, I've never had to shit in a town. No, area. no, I must admit, I've never got all to the, the point where... Spanish love shitting, boys. Thank <laughs> <laughs> <Beg> your pardon? <laughs> Sorry, the Catalans. Whoa! <laughs> the Catalans. They love. They're, they're festive, they're festive, like, Nativity scene. You mean scene. fetish? No, the festive nativity scene. Like we have the baby in the cradle and <laughs> there's not yeah, Jesus in the manger of shitting the boys. The there's always a boy shitting in the corner. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> and you were about me with a fucking dodo chair. <laughs> Honestly, he's yeah, shitting on someone. He's shitting on Joseph's chest. <laughs> <laughs> it's not yours, Joseph. That's the German version. <laughs> No, but honestly, we bring frankincense, gold, gold, and a glass table. A big Cleveland steamer right on your chest. Cleveland mm. <laughs> <Even> steamer. <laughs> uh. Isn't that where you actually start rubbing it? I've no idea. I don't know the fucking details. <laughs> Mike was just acting it out there as well with the, with the actions. I think he's, he knows what he's on about. I know about Arctic boreholing, as discussed before. That's the only poo play I know about. If you want to know, listener, you freeze a poo and then you use the frozen poo to fuck somebody. Never done it, but, you know, Ben's always dreamed of it. Moving on. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Check out the um, episode on the world to hell for that particular <laughs> that where? where we forget that we've mentioned it because we were quite high and then forget that we mentioned and then tell everyone again <laughs> while saying, did we say that earlier? I don't know. I think we actually mentioned it three times. Well, that's what happens when you listen to a podcast where people get progressively more intoxicated with drugs. <laughs> but yeah. it's a herb. So, yeah, basically, yeah, so people keep shitting in this lane. Yeah. 41 and 63-year-old? I mean, fucking hell. I like that it's news. I saw it I saw it and thought, yeah, gotta have that. Oh. Now, do you remember our um, a while back on, on on Weird News? We we featured an article about a woman called Amethyst Rain, who claims she's had multiple ghost lovers. Now, there's been a follow-up article recently, where um, 
She explains how she's going to have her ghost partner's babies. Oh, I'm interested to hear this. Let's have a listen. Now, maintaining a relationship with another human can be difficult enough, but one woman claims to be in a serious relationship with a ghost. Amethyst Realm, sorry, I was just reading earlier. Amethyst Realm, a, spiritualist, a spiritual guidance counsellor. <laughs> Don't uh, judge, Ben. Don't shared judge. her romantic liaisons with a spirit on ITVs this morning. After six months of dating a ghost, she met one in Australia. They're reportedly more in love than Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore in Ghost. So how would you get the ghost back from Australia? Now listen, she's not experiencing ghost shagging. Her. What it is, is uh, echoes and vibrations of the dildo chair. Sort of <laughs> she's a Montauk girl. Yeah, echoing through time. She's still feeling the aftershaft every <laughs> now and then and she thinks it's a ghost. Yeah, well. It's a possibility. I'm just throwing it out I there. Like. That's what I do. <laughs> I'm a broadcast journalist. Uh, Join well, the dots. <laughs> well, they've also apparently joined the Mile High Club. However, that works. Well, anyone can say that. Yeah, I've been sucked off by loads of ghosts someplace <laughs> right in front of everyone. I'm getting sucked off right now. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder where your face has changed. <laughs> well, my dick's another dimension, isn't it? <laughs> That's true. I wonder why his one leg just suddenly started sticking up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> Put it on your mic. Uh, so See, they um, say men can't multitask. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah, what's this mad bitch so, saying then? <laughs> <laughs> impartial broadcast journalism! <laughs> it's the internet, we'd have to be impartial. What is, what is I'm editorialising. <laughs> what did this mad cunt of a woman have to fucking say? Mom. This fucking twisted, silly bitch. <laughs> she says, and I quote, <laughs> I refer to it as him. Oh. Because that's easier. He's very ancient, very wise, very kind. I would say he has been on the planet for a very long time. Older men, then. She describes her boyfriend as something that she could feel rather than see. Ah. That he was an emotional, physical presence. Mm. As a spiritual guidance counsellor, Amethyst is no stranger to ghostly encounters and she claims that she knew this one was different, that she had fallen in love. The ghost not like the other ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> the ghost had supposedly followed her back from Australia, and Amethyst admitted sometimes being turned on by the ghost. And and then the ghost was to show up and <laughs> destroy the romantic scene with a nuclear trap power him. pack. Throw the trap. Hit the trap, Ray. But I love him. Shut the fuck up. An Egon just vaporizes her. If anyone was going to be a, so a sociopath in that group, it was Egon. Be careful. Be very. It was careful. Why was it going to be Egon? Because he was a, the, the 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 social outcast of the three. Why is he a social outcast? Because he's a scientist and far too intelligent. Winston was the only one who wasn't a scientist. He was, but he's a normal You're one. You're a racist, bloke. I told you. <laughs> well, because I was saying the black man isn't the sociopath and the serial killer. I thought you said he would be. No, I said Egon. Oh, that's why I was riding your balls, because I thought you said Winston would <laughs> I hope you were riding them. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I mean. I thought you were saying Winston was the outcast. No, the Egon. If and anyone I... was going to be the outcast in that group, and was going to be just vaporised oh. Demi Moore, oh, it would be Egon. I was just trying to make you look racist. <laughs> sorry. For 
comedy, but I'm an idiot because I misheard you. In a recent interview, she's tried to clarify <laughs> how she and the ghost plan to have a child together. Oh. I've been looking into phantom pregnancies, she said. <laughs> that doesn't mean a baby got you pregnant. <laughs> and I believe... Does, it, does that mean you think I, you're pregnant and you're not? I believe that a phantom pregnancy is actually a real pregnancy, but you have a phantom inside you rather than a human baby. Oh, so every phantom pregnancy is someone's been raped by a ghost? Yeah. Means you get very rapey when you die. Obviously. <laughs> Where's that frying pan from the other weird news story? <laughs> this one needs pushing overboard. She, she is nuts. And attention seeking. And what's she going to do with it? What's she going to... Uh, She's going to just walk around cradling the fresh air cans, I, I imagine. I can <laughs> pretend right now I'm just going to give myself a caesarean to a phantom pregnancy. Oh, just did it live on there. <laughs> wow, Kathy's just giving birth. What are you going to call him? Um, or her? Donald. That's <laughs> the dad. That's <laughs> 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 the old daddy. <laughs> you just made the list. <laughs> I thought I was already on it. <laughs> I'm the only thing keeping you alive. <laughs> What's this oh. crazy cow saying? Uh, right, so uh, she says, <laughs> the reason we don't ever manage to carry these phantom babies to full term oh, no. is that people don't understand. But I'm hoping through understanding what's going on with my body, I'll be able to. Wow, you're a fucking pioneer, lady. Yeah, phantom oh. pregnancies are quite empathetically not what uh, Amethyst thinks they are. It's a medical term describing an abnormal condition with signs of pregnancy... Signs of pregnancy such as nausea and abdominal swelling are present in a woman who is not pregnant. Or she just put some weight on. It's ghost babies. Obviously it's ghost babies and they're just giving birth to these ghost babies. Does that mean you can be born as a ghost? Maybe That's what it's... it must mean. That's what it yeah. must mean. So you have a phantom pregnancy when the symptoms disappear, you've given Well yeah. So she you... can't see her lover. She said that because she feels yeah. him. How'd you explain Casper the ghost? He's a little kid. That's oh, the ghost of Richie Rich, isn't he? <laughs> is he? Yeah, apparently. Oh, well, he's a little kid anyway, isn't he? He is. So, yeah. He's but Richie Rich really got knocked down by his dad's fucking Rolls Royce <laughs> and became Casper. Wow. Well, thank you for your service, Richie. <laughs> he's a shit cartoon anyway, Richie Rich. Yeah, quite. Just, yeah, let's make a children's cartoon about a fucking toff. Thank you for your service, Casper. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so that's how this rain and she's clearly mad as a box of frogs. Quite clearly. Oh, did anyone want to read the last one? It's from Unilad. Incredible moment. Batman is pulled over by police. And we should point out this looks like uh, Michael Keaton Batman, Batmobile style era, is it? Yeah, but with Christian Bale Batman suit. Yeah, his ears are quite big as well. Uh, it's, a, it's a nice replica. It's it awesome. is. It's very cosplay. I'm giving that. Video footage has captured the amazing moment Batman was pulled over by a disgruntled police officer. Mm. I wonder if his name was Gordon. <laughs> hey. I hope so. Now, Bruce Wayne may play by his own rules when fighting crime in Gotham City, but while travelling in Caledon, Ontario, Canada, he must play by the rules of the police force. Shot by an amazing, amazed passing motorist, the brief yet hilarious scene is like something from a comic book fan's dream. Seriously, it's a good job they filmed this, as their mates would definitely never believe it. So yeah, we've just watched the video. Go and watch it yourself. It's from Unilad. 
We've decided that it's the Michael Keaton Batmobile. I think it looks a little bit like the Val Kilmer one. Possibly George Clooney. It's no nice. one speaks about that movie. <laughs> Guys, I'm telling you definitively, it's the it's the original 1989 right. Michael Keaton Batmobile. Christian Bale Batman suit. I don't know why they pulled him over. He probably didn't have the correct plates or something mundane like that. Or well, he, he hasn't got the correct. Joke he hasn't got the correct um, attire. Uh, he's he's switching areas. Time traveling, yeah. Batman. Yeah. Oh, you know if anyone's going to time travel, it's Batman. Yeah, of course. Well, there he's you go. been pulled over for impersonating Batman incorrectly. You've got to be a special type <laughs> of cunt. Edge you impersonate? Oh, so it's because he's mixing genres. Yeah. Mixing, ah. I mean, thank you for your service, officer. But I'm you've Batman. got to be a special cunt. Thank, yeah, thank, thank you for your service, Batman. <laughs> thank you for your service, Robin. <laughs> you've got to be a special type and of cunt to pull over the Batman, though, haven't you? Yeah. He's got to be on his way to stop a vital crime. Or a children's party. Well, that's the thing. That guy was probably on his way to a children's hospital, in all likelihood. Yeah, probably. To entertain some sick kids. And you, officer, pulled him over because he didn't have the licence plate in the right place. Delayed him and now the kids are dead. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Mike, kids you're dead. fucking grimdark this episode. Yeah. Well, yeah, dead kids. <laughs> Moving on. Don't pull over the Batman. Moral of the don't. story. Just don't. So is it full Alex now? Yeah. Yeah. So let me explain Full Alex to anyone that hasn't heard it before. It's the favourite game show, the the best game show on the internet in this flat. So The most popular game show. Yeah, in this flat. Yeah. So we have three contenders. Three contenders this week again. So uh, we have, um, basically, Mike will find us some footage of a random weirdo as he's found on the net, and then we'll play <laughs> some footage of Alex Jones, and we decide... Who goes more full Alex? And you should never go full Alex. Were you trying to get crazy with this, eh? Don't you know I'm local? So who's the first guy? The first guy is someone called Fisher. Right. He says that Hitler and the brown shirts were all gay. Oh, wow. Well, that doesn't seem too bad. <laughs> Hitler himself was an active uh, homosexual. And some people wonder, well, didn't the, didn't the Germans, didn't the Nazis persecute homosexuals? And it is true they did. They persecuted effeminate uh, homosexuals. But Hitler recruited around him homosexuals to, to make up his stormtroopers. Uh, they were his enforcers. They were his thugs. And Hitler discovered that he could not get straight soldiers to be savage and brutal and vicious enough uh, to carry out his orders, but that homosexual soldiers uh, basically had no limits in the savagery and brutality they were willing to inflict on whoever uh, Hitler sent them after. So he surrounded himself, virtually all of the stormtroopers, the brown shirts, were male uh, homosexuals. Well, I'm just going to point out one flaw with that. Male homosexuals. <laughs> is that the brown shirts were effectively wiped out by the SS, who wore black. So he's got his Nazi organisations mixed up, for a start. Okay. It's probably not the worst thing about that video. Um, <laughs> secondly, I don't... That's my thinking. Secondly, I don't... The, the, the thing is, I don't really know where he was trying to go with that. Was he just trying to make a rant about gays, or was he trying he was, to... Well, he was saying that gays were the only people that would 
would do such horrific things. Right, so all those guys you see at Pride dancing around looking yeah. positively thrilled are actually sadistic murderers. That want to kill Jews, yeah. Right. I don't believe that for a second, to be fair. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. You're going about freedom of speech. That's, strictly speaking, a hate crime, isn't it? You're, you're saying that, that gay people are sadistic butchers. Basically, yeah, they're the only so, people... So you should go out enough. and you should... You should but he's got a right to his own opinion, but it's when he says... All gays are butchers, therefore we must butcher them. Then, it's, then I think he's yeah, but he, I think he's, violence, but I it? think yeah. he's inciting violence as well as saying that because someone somewhere, well, like, oh, you, you know what, him, you're I'm cuckered. Yeah, but the thing is, that guy who shot up the gay nightclub in uh, Miami. Yeah, really? How do you know he hadn't listened to something like that? Well, I'm going to stop them before they fucking start shooting my parents. I know. So it's, that it's, is inciting hatred. I don't know. I think there's a look. It's a bit of a fine line. It's just got to be. It, it just is, isn't it? I mean, yeah, but he's, he's saying these people... He's he's putting a, a derogatory image onto a class of people, saying these people aren't human, effectively, because they can be savage as, as animals. He's inciting a hate crime, because someone out there will go, you know what, he's fucking right. I'm going to go out and take him out before they take me out. But he's allowed to say it if he wants. I don't think he is. He's, he's giving what his opinion of history. You know, we can see it's bollocks. Yeah, but yeah. your average you Bible Belt, Bible bashing, he's got, he puts a fucking yeah, past in front of his name. what they've got access to. They can't, even if you, so you think the Bible Belt, yeah, they're all stupid and they're susceptible to this stuff, but we can't then step in and say, oh, control what they've got access to information-wise. If he, that's why Alex well, maybe, should be allowed on YouTube. Maybe you could on. not show stuff like that and show more educational yeah. things. Yeah, but people are going to find their own... We push that more in the advertising than stuff like that. Yeah, I don't think you have to worry about. It. I don't think they've got as big as audience as we perceive them to have. Oh, I don't know, mate. Nah, who got I mean Trump that. elected, Gaz? People who like that. No. You know, people who believe stuff that guy says. That's just, I think there's a lot more just normal. People. Oh, there was. Yeah, the core you know will. The core will be like that. The, the yeah. 10, 20 percent. The Space Force people we saw the other week who like Trump yeah. could effectively do no wrong and he's a new fucking V, that kind of V t shirt. mind though how gigantuan America is and the little bits of footage we see and stuff like from there, from little pockets, little corners of little states and things. And like, does that represent the entire fucking giant? no? You are you are right, that, is, that I mean? is a good point because America is a it's vast giant. country, you know, 350 million people. That's why I don't. They don't freak me out too much. It's the if they're on like national fucking news and stuff, and they're just lying about the president. Them things freak me out. But these little guys like this. I mean, how many people are really listening to this guy? But anyway, we we should hear the three of them before we um. Yeah, yeah. Before we judge. So. I'm just using the fact that he's he's got his history wrong as well. Huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it just adds uh, to his incredibility, doesn't it? But of course it does. Is that the right word? Yeah. You know what I mean. All right, so let's have the next one. Next what? one is Rodney Howard Brown, and he says that his Eskimo friends assure him that global warming is a total fabrication. <laughs> right. And why are we having the volcanoes and the earthquakes is because what is called a grand solar minimum, which is really a mini ice age. That's all I'm going to say about this right now. Most people talk about global warming, have no clue what they're talking about. That's all total fabrication and garbage. The earth is actually not heating, it's actually cooling. Sorry to tell you. Because everything functions off of the activity of the sun. And right now the sun's activity is at a minimum, and that's what they call it, a grand solar minimum. The solar winds are coming into the earth 
They are magnetic and they react with the core of the earth. They come in at about a million, million two, million five, and up to two million miles an hour. And that's what's causing the volcanoes and the earthquakes. That's called, a, we are in a time of what's called a grand solar minimum, which is a mini ice age. And you can go and look at the history of the planet and you'll see that the, the planet's always heated and cooled, always. It's like a living thing, it's always heated and cooled. At the time of excessive cooling, people migrate. They migrate, they live in different places. So somebody said, well, why do they keep pushing the narrative of global warming? Because it's about carbon tax and it's about global governance, which is a $1.5 trillion a year tax to the banking cabal. And that's what that's all about. Somebody said, well, the ice caps are melting. I've got news for you. The ice caps are not melting. The ice caps, in actual fact, the Arctic ice is at an all-time high right now. You say, why do you say that? Because I have Eskimo friends. <laughs> I talk to my Eskimo friends probably three times a week. <laughs> Somebody said the polar bears are dying. They are not dying. There are more polar bears. They don't even know what to do with the polar bears. He texts me and said, I'm looking at a polar bear through my window right now. <laughs> yeah, but we saw a picture of a starving polar bear. He's an old bear that cannot hunt anymore. And National Geographic was there to take a picture. <laughs> when you can't hunt anymore, you get skinny and you get old and you die. Well, I don't think he's as batshit insane as the last one. He's just peddling bad science. I don't know. He's also a fucking massive oh, bullshit artist. Yeah, he's a massive bullshit he? artist. <laughs> that goes to saying that otherwise he wouldn't be here. My but, friend, uh, nook, nook, the chook, chook. <laughs> I mean, I speak to my friends three times a week. He's here looking for, <laughs> looking for, looking for a polar bear right now. We I mean, <coughs> communicate with smoke signals three times a week. I mean, the, uh, and of course, don't forget that the, 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 um, the, the, the ice is at an all-time high. Yeah. He is right about the fluctuating temperatures. So the he's, winds. Yeah, he's spot on. See, that's where it gets you in, you see, because he, he doesn't use yeah. a little, like, like Alex. What he didn't mention, though, is that the past 50 years, it's like a hockey stick. Yeah, so it goes up and down, up and down, up and down, and then the last 50 years, it spikes off the chart. Now, that is not natural. That spike has yeah. never been seen before. And also, That's man-made. Also, have we got a date on this video? Uh, can we just have a quick look? Excuse me, I was sipping. Slipping. July 13th, 20th. So, so this, sadly, I mean, I heard that Florida was something like 43 degrees C this year. Western Europe has been in its 30s and 40s. In Britain, we've had 30. I mean, yeah. that was fucking hot for us. But that's happened before so, as well, though, hasn't it? In the seventies. Yeah. So maybe it's well. They used winds. to. They used to, the Thames used to freeze over. They used to have mm. markets on the Thames. Well, in, in, in the Second mm -hmm. World War, in nineteen forty-one, when we were our most desperate and we needed supplies to come in, the Thames froze solid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, much like said they had the markets on there. Yeah. Well, you know, it's um. Let's see what Alex is saying, and we can, uh, I think, compare their um. So their, just, course, their three thesis. Let's just uh, quickly recap. So the this guy thinks that uh, his Eskimo friends Eskimo friends say global warming is bollocks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And first guy says that uh, Hitler, Hitler was surrounded by homosexual henchmen <laughs> who killed everybody. Because gays are the only people even enough to kill. Yeah. So um, okay. Alex says the Boy Scouts of America is a paedophile induction centre. 
Okay. I think, you know, let me go check and make sure the Boy Scouts really are handing out condoms like they said they are on Monday. And I went and read it. It said, got it right here somewhere. It said, all participants will be given condoms, including the 11-year-old boys and girls. All participants will be given condoms. What's the message there when you hand 11-year-old boys condoms? The message is, it's like handing somebody a gun and bullets or handing somebody chewing gum or handing somebody, you know. <laughs> it's not. You walk in and say, hey, here's a you know Nintendo controller. Oh, you want to play Nintendo? Well, what they're saying is get ready for these poor young men that are just coming trying to learn how to camp and meet some friends. Get ready for, said the Boy Scouts of America, the Junior Swingers of America. <laughs> oh just change the J from B, Junior Swingers America. Nothing's going to go wrong. And then I canvassed the former Boy Scouts here. I was a Cub Scout, but didn't quit after that. So I never had it was a church Cub Scout thing. It was great. It was camping and stuff. But by the time I was 11, I was already doing sports too much to be in the Boy Scouts. But I, taught, I canvassed the Boy Scouts here. And they said, no, no, 20, 30 years ago, there was, you know, quite a bit of, uh, not with them, but, you know, quite a bit of, uh, well, I had it described to me. And, uh, Let's just say they were giving fellatio lessons uh, and uh, other things. And, uh, you know, that's, you get your merit badge now for that. <laughs> I can make some really bad jokes, but I'm not going to do it. I got merit badges for a lot of things, though, I guess. <laughs> I can think of the merit badges that they're going to be handing out. I mean, what are we not going to put up with at this point, folks? This is total cultural sabotage. Handing condoms to 11-year-olds is pedophilia. <laughs> yes, we earned our safe anal sex merit badge. That's that's basically what they're saying. God, I mean, and, and where does it go next? It goes into the abyss with 5G giving us all cancer. Let's just get off the road. Let's get off this plane. Let's get off this bus. Let's let's go the other direction. It's like green fields, real rainbows, everything over here. See, everything fetid and collapsed. They advertise as beautiful and good. Yeah, there goes the Boy Scouts from praying around a nice meal and learning how to be proficient and fishing and hiking. No, now here's your condoms. Now, prepare yourselves. It's what everybody's doing, young and impressionable boys. Oh, don't ask girls out. That's sexual harassment. But here, here's your condoms for yourselves. See, don't touch the girls. They don't like you. You don't like them. Just come over here so that you don't have children. This is massive pedophilia preparation. The Boy Scouts of America is a pedophile induction center, just like the Vatican. And they're just mainlining it everywhere. And people that have been raped by priests, they tell them, the Pope says, it is not a sin that you are gay. And they're like, no, I was raped. And like, it is not a sin. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> Lucifer loves you. Enter the black gates of hell. What's fucking happening? Well, you know what? Until he got to that last 30 seconds there, he wasn't going to win. But now what he has. What's fucking happening? <laughs> You can't end your news bulletin with a Satan impression and expect to be taken seriously, can you? I mean, until until I said that last 20 seconds, 30 seconds there, 
when he, and now he's like making the lizard noises and the the, the demon voice. The it's just <laughs> the exorcist yeah. voice. It's oh, Alex. yeah. You, you weren't winning, Alex. You weren't winning. It was the first guy. <laughs> but now, yeah, he's he's got that for me. So we got Hitler and the brown shirts are all gay. Eskimo friends say that global warming doesn't exist. Or the Boy Scouts of America is a paedophile induction centre. Eskimo boy is Eskimo guy is just a bullshitter. Alex um, wins it for me with his little impression at the end. But first guy is a damn strong contender, and I, if it's a split decision, I'd probably plumb for the first guy. Friends going the first guy. What about you? I I was gonna go for the second guy until Alex. The more he went on, it's like, oh, yeah, Alex has got it this week. So, yeah, Alex for me. So, the casting vote. I'm probably going to go with Gaz, I think, this week. I'm going to go with the, uh, Alex. Oh, no, I know, I, I definitely think Alex. Oh, do you? I am, I am, fi- no, I am 50 50 on Alex and the first guy. Yeah, they're pretty close. Um, but if it would have been a split decision, if one of you had gone first guy, one of I you mean, had gone second guy... I mean, to say that Hitler and the Brown were gay, I mean, where I'd, is he I'd, coming I'd, from? See, if, if one of you had... Got, if Gaz had said Hitler and the Brown shirts are gay and you'd have gone Alex, I'd have probably gone with Gaz because it was... I Alex, Alex, like Alex wasn't that... Bo- Alex was just spouting his usual spiel and then he did the lizard impression at the end yeah. and that swayed it. Back to 50-50 for me. Going for me. So, that's, yeah, should we wrap it up? Yep. So, um, that's Alex. That's been Time Travel. We've been cutting through the ball in the post through the apocalypse. And I've been Ben, and I'm going to say, don't drink the flavour aid, and don't join a cool. Uh, I've been Gaz. I'll say goodnight, and also uh, search Amazon for Space Force Intergalactic Fascists. Oh, shameless plug. Uh, by me, uh, and download it. And uh, Free Biff oh, Insert seamless plug here. Uh, yeah, if you could cut in the trailer, Mike, at that point, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Thanks. I've been Mike. Thanks for listening. Peace out. May the force be with you. So that Jedi course, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the trainee. <laughs> Good night, and thank you for Padawan listening. learner who does no fucking yeah. learning. <laughs> <laughs> one day I will be a Jedi, one day. <laughs> you sat on the couch <laughs> watching TV eating pizza and your master comes and Jedi like, did I learn it today? No, I do it later. <laughs> I say, Is that a pizza? You put on some weight. Yeah, I know, but I'll burn it off. There is no later. Fuck it is. There is no Hawaiian. Footballs on. That's it. Oh, well. <laughs> Good night. See ya. To the floating crystal master. Oh, yeah, we bow to the floating crystal master.